welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the BTR stream. Lev Poe on Twitter, Lev Polyakov, your host with the most, coming at you all the way live. We got the Sultan of Swing, Giovanni Penichetti, coming at you live. And Batter we are and here. uglier than ever. Gio, stop <laughs> it. For the love, the for the love of Allah. For I the love of Allah. all of you, I have my cornicello. Go fuck yourself. No, I'm kidding. Wait, wait, Gio, <laughs> this is the first... This is the first several minutes of the stream. We cannot. Oh, anyway. Sorry. Anyway, you have no reason to be sorry, Gio, because you are a kind hearted soul. You are a wonderful uh, person. And there is no that. reason. Gio, F the haters. The one fucking guy we ratio to oblivion, so I'm Gio, happy Gio, about Gio, that. Gio, 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 Gio. Don't worry about that. Worry that is all in the past. That we got to focus was from on the 2015. future. Oh, and by the way, to this fucking guy, to the thinker of ironies out there, go check my latest video. Channel uh, Productions on YouTube.com. Um, I might actually sell that painting where my huge girth was profiled with that painting. My gunt was profiled with that painting. I'm gonna sell it. So, I guess you won, troll. You just made me a clean five hundred dollars. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> That's what you get for following Chapo Trapos and fucking. Never mind. Sorry, guys. We're here for different reasons. Yes. We're here for G Griff Shop. We're Griff here Shop. for. We're here for my good friend Billy Pratt, who go by Bad his book, Billy Pratt. Welcome yes. to Hell. It's Welcome about, to Hell. It's insightful. It's about, uh, you know, it's about stunted uh, Gen X women in their 40s that are single mothers. <laughs> it's about regret. It's about writing. It's about fucking. You're going to love it. <laughs> it's kind of like delicious tacos, but it's not. Um, it's definitely about fucking. Sorry if I'm manic right now. I just got Manic Geo. War. Manic well, Geo may be fuck. one of my favorite Geos yeah. of all time. As always, we have the Let great read you James Geo, Jesus Christ. We got James Healy on here. We got Charlie Khan and my we got Chop. So this is the Grift stream today. So let me first yes. plug Grift.shop. Please go there. I'm wearing one of their shirts. You can see over here. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, Look at that grift. That's the, good grift. That is the um, women posting L's embroidered tee uh, from the collab. Nice. Uh, yeah. Is it, still, is it still available or no? It is not. Uh, that was like a um, one and a half week thing. Uh, we sold more shirts on the, from that collab than any other um, pop-up that I've done. Uh, shout out Let's James go. for that. Let's yeah. go. Uh, but you could you could still get the MK Ultra Money victim shirt. Uh, it's on the homepage, Griff.shop. I think it's still the highest selling item in the shop. Um, I'm right, it is. Yeah, really, really good shirt. We we saw um like a, a month ago when we were doing the White Boy Summer Party, we, we uh, James and I went out to uh, go pick up more drinks, and we saw like a woman just came up to us on the street and was like, "Oh my God, our our James is wearing the MK Ultra Victim shirt," and she's like, "Oh my God, are 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 you one of the victims?" Like, and she was being completely serious, and she she was like showing us all these like Instagram accounts that she follows about like people who have been like human trafficked and have like uh, you know. Um, people who they know have had like uh actual like triggers like they've they've been uh like she's like uh they've they've been uh she's seen them uh get get um changed through uh like the the, the trigger words that people have for them and she and we were like no we're not an actual victim we're just standing <laughs> in solidarity with <laughs> with yeah. those affected we're by just grifting uh, off the, the victims yeah, yeah. <laughs> although it would be victims 
Although it would be kind of funny, though, if uh, the government had this MK Ultra program and at the end they just gave people a free T-shirt for uh, all the uh, yeah. trouble. I had yeah. my brain scrambled and all I got was this free T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but do yeah, you think we... that people's uh, do you think that people's brains are getting uh, scrambled today much more than uh, usual with the environment that we're in right now? Like, do you sense oh, approaching yeah. darkness? Yeah. Yes. Go for it, Charlie. Approaching. Con. Approaching darkness. I think it's still approaching. Brother, we've here. been in darkness. No, we're in it. We're in pitch black hell itself. The Welcome eclipse to happened. hell. We're Welcome in hell. <laughs> the eclipse happened, and this is the after part, all right? We're so <laughs> true okay. now, brother. We're now, in it. it. Now, uh, when it comes to uh, Welcome to Hell, we're going to get to that a little bit later. Billy Pratt should be coming in, and we have another very... Um, Sad piece of news. Norm Macdonald passed yeah, away. Our boy. All right. Yeah. Rest in but, peace, King. But but you know what? I think it was Norm Macdonald's energy that made a miracle happen. And I am so happy to announce that we have somebody back on Twitter who was a long time coming in terms of coming back. Finally, the Twitter police brought back the one and the only metaphor man. Yeah. Wait, oh. what? Wow. Metaphor Are you man's serious? back. You them got back. Fat lover got back. Hopefully what? my future wife. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she said my photo actually looked quite handsome, so maybe I have a chance. Um, Free Northerner came back. Uh, a bunch of other people that got clipped in that band wave several months ago came back. But I'm very upset. I guess Norm MacDonald, he uh, had cancer, but he didn't want to tell his fans. I admire that. A man who is staring death in the face, who doesn't want to worry um, the people that support him. It's really a shock and it's really upset. He's like, I truly think I said this in the DMS to someone that comedy is dead. Now it's dead. It's deader than a lot of other things. There's still good indie films. There's still mm. good artists out there, but comedy in particular is fucking is mm. deader well, than a hooker in a trunk. Well, hold on. Oh. Oh, Gio, what comedy are we talking about here? Cause we yeah, still well, have stand up. Tim... I guess. Oh, skit no, well... comedy is dead. Okay, but we still have Tim. It. We still have Tim Dillon, right? He's still out there. We still have uh, like the Legion of Skanks people. Yeah. So comedy's comedy, alive, brother. Comedy's alive. I don't. My man think it's Donovan, at all. our boy Donovan, young yeah. Crip himself, well, just made his stand-up X. comedy debut. Let's go! He killed so it too. Proud of him. So proud of that guy. One of the funniest, funniest motherfuckers shit. on this site. Like absolutely. <sighs> Always crushes. And we have a comment over here by Cyber Ninja Zero. No woman in sight, yet still uh. Geo manages to uh, simp. But this is true. <laughs> this Fuck. is a uh, this is gonna be a male only stream. Yeah. What, what's that? What's that word? Rough. What's that word that was used by that guy we had on from oh. the uh, World Economic Forum? That he described. Um, Manal. That's it. Manal. Manals. <laughs> That's quite clever. And that's and that is that is something that I saw people who were following uh, Huntsman. If you don't know Huntsman, we had a great stream with him about Afghanistan. But one of the people there wrote down that she's not going to be checking it out because this is a mantle. And that's very interesting how she went out of her way to make that kind of comment, to make Ooh. it known. Just some uh, just some woman there who was following uh, Huntsman. And, uh, what did she say, Manal? She said, "Yeah, she said that she was not going to watch the Afghanistan stream that we had purely wow. because there were no women on the stream to talk about Afghanistan and the logistics of what's well, going on." Well, when it comes to we we couldn't get um, uh, who who would I think in that sphere? We couldn't get a Syrian girl on, so I don't know. Mm. But uh, you know who we are going to be getting? We're going to be getting Kathy Young this Thursday. 
So oh, that's gonna no. be that's that's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm very that's excited about be. that. But anyway, let's get into let's get into the grift shop. So grift shop, why do you grift? Have you been grifting before you met James Healy? Uh yeah. So I started the shop um, like early 2019. Um, I got serious with it like later that year. Um, my my the, the the rise of it was definitely I uh, I, I sort of uh, attached myself to the to the uh, Bernie energy. I guess that was on Twitter at the time before everything broke down and it, you know, broke into the people who went more toward the base side and then people who just sort of folded into the, the lib uh, leftist um, uh, like uh, Panopticon. Um, but mm. yeah, so the, the, the origin story of it, which I don't think I've ever, I've, I don't think I've ever told it on a stream or a pod before, but um, I was, I was working, um, I was doing design for a startup. Um, it was run by family friend, but you know, total, total uh, girl boss mode. Um, I, I got let go uh, via a uh, pre-recorded video message that was sent. This was someone who had like a personal relationship with like me and my family and like just clearly did not know how to do business because she like laid off half of her staff via just like pre-recorded video messages that she emailed to us and never heard from them again. Oh, and so man. that just that just sort of like lit a fire under me. I got to use my um but you know the the design skills I'm, I'm developing in a way that that benefits me and and is more true to the sort of um you know uh internet outsider uh energy that uh that i think um that that, that i think you can see in, in most of the merch there um and then yeah just can just been continually growing it over the past past couple of years so it's uh it's been been really exciting to see where it goes and the people I've met. You know, I I met James this summer. I I get, you know got a chance to move to New York. Um, so it's it's uh, move in to my apartment. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> literally that's recording. Implied. That's implied. Yeah, from feet away. <laughs> from down down. Just the go hall. together like uh, yeah. Why are, why know? are we wasting an extra Zoom screen when you guys could be in the same yeah. place right now? <laughs> can you actually do that? Can you go into like James? Can you go to where Grift is? Or I mean, he could technically bring his laptop into here, but like it, it, the way all it's set up and the mics and shit, this is unironically yeah. easier. Yeah, I, you know, you you got your whole chair set up. I got my standing desk. I'm I'm a, I'm a member of the standing desk master race. Hell yeah! Um, yeah, there we go one yeah, more yeah. chair game. Gio, one more chairs. person at it. Oh, there's yeah, a shortage of chairs. Yeah. Want me to stand up? You wanted me to show my gun? Is that what you want? No. Yeah. Flex on the gun <laughs> shop. Yeah. The libs oh, want you to fuck. eat the bugs, live I in the pod, and stand up at your desk. Jesus. Gio, what you have to do, you have to draw, you have to paint a big open mouth on your gun and then just like open it and close it up. There was like that, that one guy years ago that went viral. He had the Ghostbusters slime. What's that guy? The guy, the Ghostbusters, the mascot? Yeah, Slimer. Slimer, yeah. Thought Slimer. But anyway, so. back to uh, <laughs> back to Griff Chop. Are there any are there any themes that you would not touch? Ooh, um R word. Yeah. Murder. I mean, I I yeah. I I, I, I uh, you know, there is a significant contingent of this site that um, hates me and is looking for any reason to jump down my throat. So, yeah, I, I I'm not going to I'm not going to be based. Yeah, it's if you're if you're not if you're not making enemies, you're not um, 
who, who hate you for no reason, just because you're someone who's out there actually creating something and not just being like a smug ironist and, and oh, uh, I know the feel- trying to trying to dunk on everything. You know, these, these people don't create anything themselves. They're just fucking haters. But honestly, if, if you don't attract them, you aren't really doing anything right. You aren't posting. You aren't actually making art. Um, Would you do a sun or red shirt? Uh, what's what's that reference? The sun or red, the black sun. The, uh, the fascist son. Oh, yeah. you know, I've 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 done I've I've done some stuff in that territory. I I, I did a uh, I I did a collab with a poster where we did uh, revolt against the modern world merch. Oh, of course. Of yeah, course. yeah. So we did we did like a we did like a pullover with the with the book logo on the on the sleeve and like it's yeah revolt. Well, now you have to on... do a tanky one to balance it out. You have to do like like a Lenin with some swag on. And the hammer and sickle. <laughs> yeah, that that's sort. Of, I was sort of doing that um, to to grift off of the the Bernie crowd when I sort of came up. So <laughs> oh, sort you of, did? yeah, yeah, not nothing, uh, nothing that uh, explicit. Like, but um, yeah, it, I've, I've fringe I've ideologues of, will give you money, people. Yeah, <laughs> no, why, I, why not? Uh, why not try to broaden your base and go for the uh, AOC fans? Like the outfit that she created, I think there could be a oh similar thing that. Uh... <laughs> so, uh, I actually, I actually did when when she dropped that uh, tax the rich merch that she had. Just oh, it was so awful, so boring. Just like of like a navy pullover with just tax the rich written in this like white like kid cart, almost like Comic Sans font. It was, it was embarrassing. So when when the whole um, we will boil him soon meme was hitting, I, I did a boil the rich shirt as oh, like a nice. parody of that and actually that uh all, all of the, the 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 chapo crowd got very mad at me for that one because apparently i ruined the joke i uh yeah joke jokes over now that uh griff shop uh did a did a merch piece off of it um but that and, and you can like i don't know whether it was because i was sort of poking fun at aoc with that that sort of like brought the the uh the the um the, the lib left posters out of the woodwork to try to dunk on me. But uh, their, yeah, their uh, response to that was definitely more vitri- way, way more vitriolic than what, <laughs> than like what, what the piece actually called for, you know? And that I think is the reason why I feel more comfortable, even though I'm not uh, technically right wing, people know I'm classic liberal, yada, yada, but I still feel more comfortable being within more right-leaning circles online as opposed to the uh, left-leaning ones. I mean, it seems like a parody at this point, but it does seem like a lot of people <laughs> on the left can't take a joke. They get very uh, they get very self-conscious whenever something is brought up to uh, challenge their worldview. But Gio, you take it like a champ, and I appreciate that whenever I uh, go against any of your worldviews. But uh, you're living in New York well, right someone, now. Well, yeah. someone, a low-follower troll, said that uh, don't worry about what they say. Because of your identity lab. If these I'm, people, uh, this, these know. people are degenerates. And I mean that in, this, in the sense of you could degenerate. I love how he has an art. The could, guy has an art in Schwarzenegger. Have you, have you seen, heard what he said lately? Not yeah, no, very right wing. There's Anyways, more, there's more ways. Yo, stop to, letting these people yeah. live rent free yeah, in your I head. Know, I know. Exactly. Yeah, I wanted to, I don't give like, a gri- shit if he fought the predator. He gets kissed my ass. <laughs> I have the freedom to say that about our politicians. Hell yeah. That's true. But a uh, grift shop, you you know what you have to do? You have to uh, have a cook the rich shirt, but have an animation of the spirit cooking blood like the blood like the Herman Nitch blood. I know it's Marine Abramovic, but have like the bloodbath, and you know that. 
where it's like Lady Gaga make AOC cooking in the blood the blood boil cooking Ooh. um Jeff Bezos. No, actually nice. Jeff Bezos supports her. Cooking, I don't know. I mean, you can't even that's the that's the shame of this world. You can't even think of a right-wing billionaire except for Peter Thiel who gives us money at Breakthrough. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh but it would be no, interesting would, if it, she's it like work. boiling like a cauldron. Yeah, it would I mean it would work well with Peter Thiel with his uh, blood boys. You know, like, <laughs> oh. how many of these blood boys does he have? Does he have like a whole team like the uh, like the Power Rangers or what, what's going well, on? Well, apparently I carry water for Bronze Each Perver and Zero HP Lovecraft, according to someone I that are uh, getting paid off by Peter Thiel. So, mm. I <laughs> well, they carry blood for Bezos. And I don't think it's the worst job in the world. If you're a uh, well-developed guy, you want to make some money on the side, like you could either become a gigolo or you can become a blood boy. So, like, it's it doesn't seem that bad of a deal. <laughs> Will you if be I... Gigolo Geo? Oh, boy. <laughs> the the, the jiggling Gigolo Geo. I'd support all my artist friends if I had Peter Thiel money. Absolutely. Anyways, Griff Shop, uh, please. Griff sorry. So yes, I didn't know uh, this about you, that you came up from the ranks of the, the Bernie uh, Ironist. I thought that you were always uh, one of the leading... Uh, merch creators i can only think of a few other people uh back in the day that were doing t-shirts yeah uh, i i sort of was one of the first movers to sort of lead with the merch like most people mm. you know they they have a project they have like a, a stream or a podcast or a, a media presence and then they drop the merch but you know i just started as like an 100 follower account immediately dropping merch just pumping out designs and then just grew it from there and there have been a bunch of there's been a lot of people that have sort of um, jumped on the trend and I'm always like people hit me up in DMS. Like I'm always happy to like consult and, and collab and help them get started on stuff because like the rising grift, you know, it, it raises all, it, it, it raises all ships. So, you know, I, I, I love promoting other people's stuff too. It's like, you know, if you were thinking in this sort of like zero sum mindset, you would be like, oh, I'm cutting into my market share or whatever by promoting other people's stuff. But um, we've we've got a little good, a uh, little good like merch grifter uh, syndicate going on uh, where, you know, you, you nice. other people who want to start their own thing, you bring them into the fold. And then uh, it's, it's, it's really cool to, to see them succeed as well. Um, Speaking of succeeding, you guys are not going to believe this. We got 99.99 US dollars from CS Not Lewis, who says cheers to the boyos. Yo, wow, is that real American money? Wow. That's what I, this is 99. real money. Thank this you. Is this, is this is American dollars. Uh, this is yes. not some US. fake Canadian <laughs> shit. Real money. None of that goose bullshit. <laughs> Wow, Man, thank see, you. this is what I'm Nuts. talking about. Grift Shop, your spiritual presence wow, allowed you. this to happen right now. This we is love the, it. We love to see people it. People are respecting the grift trips. right now. Respect yes, the grift. Absolutely. Invest and speaking in of love. respecting the grift, invest in love. Patreon.com slash break the rules. Become a patron and help us out. But uh, anyway, back to the uh, grift conversation in New York City. How do you uh, how do you see this going forward regarding something like hype beast regarding young people who have money to spend who end up advertising certain things and get people interested is this how you end up getting the word through or is it just more from starting early with the whole Bernie thing and now people just kind of know you do you rely on any celebrity endorsements or is that something you'd recommend it's not really something that I've at like it's always cool to see big accounts like uh, buy your stuff and then post it. Like I, I never like I've rarely sent uh, 
like p- thing, things to people for free. Like if I, like if I collaborate with a, with a uh, bigger account, you know, I'll, I'll send them free merch because it's like, you know, it's, it's, it, it's the, you know, uh, the, the project's like a, a synergy of both our creative energy. So you want to make, make sure that they, they get the stuff. I'm not going to make them pay for it, but it's pretty much all just, you know, people out there discovering this through Twitter mostly, and then they buy the stuff and then post themselves wearing it. And that's like, I, I, I always love people just, uh, you know, like tagging me with, with them wearing the shirt. I'll always retweet that. I'll always boost that. So it's, it's very like or, organic in that sense. But now that it's sort of like, you know, I'm in, I'm in the city, it's bleeding over into meat space a bit, you know, uh, uh, Stained is going to be coming on in a bit. I think we've been going around putting up flyers for stuff. Uh, we're working on some uh, screen printing collabs. So that's, so there, there, there's some excited, exciting new spaces to move into. And I'm trying to uh, you, you know, as, as far as, uh, I, I get, get all my ship uh, stuff, uh, drop shipped. Um, that's, that's been the standard format, but now that I'm, you know, going to be dropping some screen print and stuff with him, like that's I feel like that that's the next space to move into like the real, the real do it yourself energy, um, of these, you know, custom, you know, with, with, with screen printing, no two shirts, the same. So each one is its own, yeah. own specific art piece, almost, you know, the little imperfections, it's really one of a kind. That's my uh, approach to printmaking, yeah. by the way. I'm, I'm yeah. not going to divulge exact numbers or anything, but uh, when I did the collab with Grift and then, like, I saw how much we were getting, I was like, oh, cool. Each he was like, no, we split that. I'm like, what the fuck? And, like, dropship is expensive in the yeah. end. So I'm like... There's a lot of fees. Yeah. Unless you game it with, like, bullshit, mm. like, ads, like, certain people that, like, uh, they'll send out, like, mass, you know. Yeah. So like, you know, when I, I, when, you know, I knew for sure he was moving in, I'm like, dude, we got to look into like actually making the shirts ourselves and, and mailing them out. Like I've been doing like eBay shit for over 10 years. So like, I'm used to mailing shit out already. Like I do that all the time anyways. Um, so, so you don't use any external online service. Like there's, I don't know, T public there's, I don't even remember Redbubble. Like no, I don't, I don't use one of those. Cause you can tell like people who have those sort of stores, it's a bit of a step down in terms of authenticity. Whereas like, you know, I use a dropshipping company, but everything is hidden behind, you know, I, I bought my URL. I'm not going to have my, my, my Griff shop at uh, Teespring or whatever. Like, no, it's, it, I, I want made sure it's like cleaner than that. And then, um, and then it's 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 a pretty easy thing to set up. You, know, yeah. you just get like, get like an e-commerce account and hook it up to the dropshipper, hook it up to the URL, and it, it was very like I didn't know anything about how to do it when I started, but I was able to set it up in like an hour. Um, and so, how are the shirts yeah, rel- themselves? How are they printed? Um, it's a it's a um, so the the dropshipping company I use uh, it's called Printful. Uh, they have it's a, it's a pretty big operation. They make like millions of shirts every year. It's uh, they use like direct to garment printing. So it's it's um, it, you know in a, in a uh, t- taking advantage of their economies of scale in, in that sense. Um, but you know with with the screen printing stuff we're looking into, uh, it's it's going to be great because it's both you know higher quality print as far as you know uh, stain is going to be like you know burning the the ink right onto the shirt with his process. Um, and then each shirt is um, much, much less uh, cost per unit when you when you buy them in bulk ahead of time. So the both both the the quality and the margins are definitely. Um, I'm really looking forward to to see how both those improve as 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 we go forward with this project. You know they I mean, have uh, printmaking. Um, they have fabric ink that some printmakers use for like woodcut or engraving. I wonder we could collab one day because I'm my old man's in the yeah. process of making a nipping press. 
so that could handle like bigger blocks so i wonder that could be an idea i don't know yeah for sure i'd, I'd like I'll, I'll i'll really work with anyone it's not like you know, the, the the whole um the the fake uh the fake boxes that people put themselves in as far as far as ideology. Like if you're still thinking along like a left, right axis in terms of like who you'd work with or who you'd associate with, or who you like the language you'd use, you're, you're not going to make it. You gotta, we gotta, we gotta move. We gotta move past that way, way of thinking. Cause it just, it, it you know, puts idea. people in a box. One of the yeah. best hustlers yeah. I ever saw. I love hustlers, by the way. One of the best hustlers I ever saw was a dude telling me about what he was up to. He was making bootleg Make America Great Again hats. And he also had bags full of the blue hats, the I'm with her and uh, Bernie bros. (laughs) He was selling it all. He didn't didn't give a shit. He didn't care. He was selling hats. He's a hat salesman. That, you want the hat, exactly, he'll sell it to you. That's exactly how you should be, just like Joe Biden recently was uh, photographed with the uh, tr- Trump supporter family. Oh, yeah. Still- oh, God, really? Dude, my dad <laughs> yeah, sent I, me that I, photo, I and I ignored that, yeah. him because I thought it was fucking fake. And then I saw it again on Twitter. I'm like, wait a minute, this is fucking real? <laughs> yeah, I, I posted that picture side by side with the zoom in on his like hand around the pre the, the, the teen girl's like waist. That- of course. And then there, of there's course. so many there's so many great little details in that picture. Like there's the kid in the Trump I'll be back shirt with the Terminator sunglasses. <laughs> nice. And then there's there's a box on a shelf in the background that, that has a big Q on it. Like <laughs> there's so there's so many. What, good what did Easter Trump say? What did Trump say recently that was pretty based? Like he basically said a meme on air. What was it? Oh man, I hope he never becomes president because he's just too good as a dissident on the outside. He's just too funny. What the hell is? Yeah, oh yeah, my there god! It is. There it is. <laughs> oh, that's amazing! Is that a Trump hat? <laughs> yeah. The Multiple one kid. Trump hats. It really is a "I'll be back" shirt. This son, this <laughs> dumbass. What a yeah, dumbass president! Oh my god! <laughs> he does not know where he is. He's how did like, they Bernie. not catch? How did his handlers not catch that? That's so good. Oh, my god. oh that's uh, good stuff. Does boys. Biden have shirts riding with Biden? Oh my god! Like, like I was one of the one of the things I was tracking over the primary was just the awful awful merch that all the Democratic candidates had, and Biden's oh, drip. Was the, Biden's was the most boomer merch impossible. Like his whole thing was like, I'm going to beat Trump like a drum. So he had ah, this shirt with oh all these God. little pictures of different drums on it in like a Heather Gray. Oh my God. It you was, know, it was just straight boomer core. You know, what would have won Biden a million votes is if he had t-shirts that he would wear on stage where he collaborated with Jim Carrey, but like the drawing oh. does. Des- like when Trump had his balls hammered and like one ball went that way, the other went the other way. And like Joe Biden's hammering his balls. That could have been like, imagine if a president was that level of a troll. Like you'll never get another Donald Trump unless, um, I don't know, unless uh, who who would run. I can't even think of one. But like, no, or it could just be like another Jim Carrey, like where Trump looks like a vampire and Joe Biden's driving a stake through his heart. That was actually real. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> But assuming uh, assuming Trump does run, one complaint I keep hearing from people is that one more Trump presidency is going to mean that the next one's going to be AOC. Oh, oh uh, uh, what she, do you guys think? She doesn't have a national. Bernie. She doesn't have a national constituency. Uh, like no. the the, yeah, she's the local. 
Yeah, the the I mean, yeah, she she's probably never gonna lose her district again. But like, as far as her her energy is all just like the the lib left uh, Twitter yeah. and TikTok people. It's she like and, and, and even even the more uh, boomer and Gen X libs don't like her because they see her as like uppity and mm. uh, like. But what about the next generation? When is I don't even know Gen, Gen X and boomer white women. Like, especially boomer, like upper class Democrat white women do not like AOC because she reminds them of their um, abuela maid. And that when they're made, like, doesn't clean the dishes that day. Ooh. They're like, oh, I can't I can't vote for that. Even though they give money to, like, uh, don't have kids in cages, blah, blah, blah. I'll, I'll tell hey, you man. why they don't like her. It's because she's a reflection of them. They see through her. Yeah. They see that yeah. she's actually, oh, she come from wealth and she come from privilege. And now she's talking all this shit about eating the rich. Like, they see through it. She's a they CIA asset, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We got to look at where the puck is going as opposed to where the puck is. Uh, who's that famous hockey player that said that? Uh, Gio, you're Canadian. Wayne you know Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky. Exactly. I bet Gio no, no, would or was that Lemieux? I forget. No, it was Wayne Gretzky was Wayne who Gretzky. said that. But Generation Z, then Generation Alpha, like what? when is Generation Z going to be like mostly of a uh, voting age? How 20... long do we have? At least another eight years, right? Gen Z is like 95 to... What are they, like 13 now? 96 to... Okay, well, if you're saying eight years... Yeah, okay, so if you're saying eight years, there we go. So we have uh, Trump, let's say, coming in, becoming president for four years. Yeah. oh, Oh, okay, so then we have a brief window of time where maybe... Gen Z is not still going to be as prevalent in the voting block. Ladies and jerks, can you hear me? Excuse me. Buenas noches, ladies and jerks. I hope I'm not late in the Norm Macdonald Memorial Power Hour. Um, RIP. But I do have good news to share. Uh, the Matterform Man is back on Twitter. So hey. there we go. But uh, but anyway, regarding Gen Z, I'm curious, Stane Haynes, what do you think, buddy? Like, do you think that uh, there is... None of this whole labased and red pill Gen Z. Oh, that, that's uh, a myth. Paul, that's a myth. Yeah. So who exactly do we have left uh, with here? And Grift, do you have an audience? Well, first I'm going to go to Stane Haynes, but then I want uh, to get an answer from you regarding, like, do you have an audience that is uh, Gen Z aged or millennial aged? And uh, what are the certain differences you're seeing between the two? But anyway, Stane Haynes. Uh, let me know what you think. Like, is uh, Gen Z doomed to be uh, perpetual Hassan Piker, AOC, Elon Omar, uh, fan <laughs> fanboy? We just need a fascist streamer, but Twitch will never allow it. I That's think, what Nick uh, Fuentes tried to do. He failed horror. Oh, sorry. I'm just talking shit now. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You're good. <laughs> Don't be sorry. Don't be sorry for speaking the truth. Uh, I think uh, a variable that's hard to quantify if not qualify is that generation z is the first generation that's like untethered by history in a way yeah um in so far as in so far as um well what what grift calls the panopticon what i call the global algorithm driven marketing and surveillance mind control grid like Mm. uh, generation z is the first generation born and raised in that so they're like the same way television molded and shaped a lot of people's minds and we needed like 40 years to have like concrete case study yep shit's fucked mate um i don't i think we'll need maybe 20 or concrete shit's fucked mate for screens everywhere 
But I think it's not all doom and gloom because there are clearly more than enough Zoomers to make people think, oh, there is this contingency of LeBase pierced through the veil, peek behind the curtain, above it all, world weary before they're 30 kind of generation, you know? Um, How are Zoomers numerically, though? Like, is there more or less of them compared to us core millennials? Because I know... Fewer, fewer, yeah. Oh, because there was way less... Yeah, like yeah, way less, less Gen Z. Yeah, but like yeah, because millennial was was the eighties and nineties uh, birth boom. It's like yeah, another the Reagan generation. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so so does that? Our mean, parents were like later boomers. So does that mean like there's like there's going to be like an incoming wave of third world Zoomers? They're going to start oh, calling oh, the shots. God. I remember <laughs> this one tweet. I don't know why. From I shouldn't even mention this account, Maya. That said, imagine if you were a Zoomer in the third world with autism, where you're styming by the raindrops on the corrugated grate. Like, oh. I, I don't, damn, I remember that. Damn, oh god, god. god damn. Oh, oh but god. like, because numerically there was way more millennials. There, there was a tiny baby boom around um, two thousand, like nineteen ninety two, where I was born. I was born at the very end. But, yeah, I was ninety two like, as well. Yeah, yeah, but. There's just like compared to the cultural and economic power of Gen X compared to millennials. Oh, you can't even compare. So I think maybe numbers don't even matter. It's just that Zoomers tend to have more cultural import because of the, you know, the, the, the world. They saw that us millennials were a bunch of fail sons and fail daughters. So they sort of <laughs> handed things off to Gen Z, but I, I wanted to Griff shop and Stan yeah. Haynes to expand the idea of the panopticon because i i know what you mean because there is a element of participation mm. in terms of one's own global um psychic prison if you will yeah because i because i think the the term originally came from a british guy who was designing trying to like design the most efficient ideal prison control system where you have this central tower that can view all the cells, but you, you don't, the people in the cells don't know when yeah. they're being watched. So then they regulate their own behavior without having to crack down on them 24 seven. Um, and that's what I, you can, you can see the way that the media landscape works in that way where people will self-regulate um, their, their, their speech and behavior based on these norms that are imparted to them by this sort of, both like both centralized yet decentralized um media authority that is, is mm -hmm. pumped into their screens 24 7. ah um, yeah uh, i i'd like to build on what griff is saying and where like yeah, this is sort of also guided by every like retweet favorite so even so so it forces you to stay in your ideological lane and where even if you want to look for opposing viewpoints you have to like uh jump through hoops uh, rings of fire, rings of ice over the doggy do at 88 miles an hour with the flux capacitor. Like, so it, it becomes like an uphill battle to find views differing from yours on top of this self-regulating, you know, getting ads for things you were talking about with your friends on discord. Um, it, 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 I think one thing about the panopticon or, uh, the global algorithm and marketing driven <laughs> mind control and surveillance grid mm. is how um, it it um, it proves that the most insidious of technologies are the ones that are like invisible to day to day life. Like you know uh, that that's just my opinion. I'm, I could totally be wrong, well, but like the Panopticon, yeah. I feel is the best example of that. I think like the Panopticon is interesting, but in terms of like the genealogy of the concept, I think 
what stain you're getting at is more akin to um that one essay by um by Gilles Deleuze, the societies of control where it's like we had the Foucauldian panopticon where it's like you're participatory in this sort of you're interpolated into a role and it's like you police each other but then as like digital society gets underway uh, then you have what he called the societies of control where now there is no central guard tower. Now it's like everyone is controlling everybody or rather everyone is sort of observing everyone within like the whole subject becomes, you're just a slot of information that you're an input output mechanism. You give out information to the world and you receive it. Oh, and that's, well, well, you know. well, 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 there are, well, like this, because it comes in many shapes and forms, great tastes and flavors, even in fat free. Um, mm. like, like if someone tweets in Australia, like, Hey, um, I'm running out of food. Uh, I, I got across the street and go over to this neighborhood. And then three minutes later, someone on Twitter is adding the police and snitching on them in real time. Oh, God. Like, I saw e that lady. Yeah. Yes, that was horrible. Like e even, oh, even on the lowest, most basic common denominator of like, you know, tattletale hero, like it's a great 24 seven phone game. Everyone gets to play now. And in, and in Australia, it's, there's like bonus multipliers all the time. So like I, I, it, it, it bleeds out and takes shape and form and, court of, and sort of mutates with wherever it mm. sort of um, perpetuates itself. for lack. Of but I don't term. understand something about that lady. I really don't think that she got a lot of praise for doing that. Why would she do something that would not oh, result in getting that. praise? I can okay. tell you that. I can tell you exactly what it is. She's a hateful. This is something that a lot of women are these days. She's <laughs> a, a hateful bitch, worthless, absolutely worthless. Contributes nothing to society. Absolutely trash. A trash person. Because people are so over socialized that the thing is, Australians they've been comfortable with their sort of Anglosphere yeah. legalist well, version they, of authority. They started as a prison colony. Right? No, but that's what I mean. Like, if you were a prison, they're, they're still again. they're still a prison colony. They're, it's like they're in the, the so <laughs> yeah. they are now for this for this, this like uh, extreme extreme uh, level of so like COVID the, like like the nexus of COVID and technology. By the way, we got to be careful with. Uh, oh, sorry, the sorry. Yes, no, it's sorry. Oh, yes, oh, oh sorry, you, you yeah. mean a Chinese lung herpes? Ping pong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boys World Tour. Boys World Tour. The nexus of Chinese lung herpes and technology they're like <laughs> i it was sort of what we're seeing now is like they're like a penal colony testing ground for like mm. the the um the wet dream of the five eyes technocrats oh, it used to be canada order. it used to be canada grift absolutely now it's well, you, oh, you guys uh, yeah. have trudeau back don't you He's not well, we will oh, see. Mean, Listen, mean, here's uh, for you mean the Fidel people... Castro's bastard son. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for the people coming at me. First, my first point would be that they, they're not used to a true prison society the way that people were in the Soviet Union, where there was a level of if the whole society is criminalized, there is a level of omerta. There's honor among thieves. So you don't call the cops. You don't call the commissar. Mm -hmm. But they don't know that yet. Oh. But as for Trudeau, listen, my, I told people this on Twitter. The reason I voted for Mad Max Bernier, I know it's going to split the vote. It's because A, the conservatives deserve to lose. They could have had Bernier as their leader. B, I'd rather have Trudeau have a little tiny minority government. And when shit hits the fan, he's in charge rather than a conservative Ah, uh, he could get a majority, and I could, or or O'Toole could win. I could have a fucking egg on my face, but I'm pretty confident whoever's going to get there is going to be a minority in next week or so. Whenever, what mm. is the twentieth next week, Lev? 
the twentieth should be next week. Yes, yeah. that's going to be uh, Monday. I wanted yeah. to follow back up with Griff Chop of the yeah, uh, previous ahead. question that I mm -hmm. asked regarding Gen yeah. Z. So you're living in New York. You're living in the belly of the beast. What patterns do you personally notice among uh, Gen Z people <laughs> living in this urbanized environment? Well, I mean. I mean, most of the people that I hang out with in person are millennials. You know, they're similar to me. Um, that like, and I've on like as I've sort of transitioned for in in at least my online pr presence and people I've associated with from the sort of um, Bernie primary crowd towards you know collabing with Fed Post and working with with um, James and Stained and and Break the Rules and like all all these people who are more. You know, you know they're 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 more intellectually diverse in a way. Um, you've it's the the a lot of the people like the like the Gen Z crowd that was uh, that that were uh, rocking with my stuff. They sort of threw me under the bus and were willing to like there there's a lack of loyalty among this this crowd where if if someone strays from the the strict ideological path or 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 they they perceive it that way they'll just throw some under the uh, under the bus they don't they don't care about prior connections or collaborations or or whatnot and i guess like a lot of the millennial and and older people i, I haven't seen that as much so there, there's this fickleness to to gen z like mm -hmm. stan you were saying they're they're untethered to anything so they're they're flitting they're they're both very like rigid in their personal ideology but then they're 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 untethered in a way that they can if someone someone who they've previously associated with strays from that then they're just they're willing to cut them out immediately and mm -hmm. not think about the potential benefits of maintaining that relationship imagine somebody like gen psaki but a gen z gen psaki oh my i God. think we're already what about bukaki <laughs> <laughs> not bad ollie jong fast yeah we throw geo in the middle Actually, we throw we throw Jules in the middle because he's the closest to a femboy. So. You, you know what, James? James, what we need is to have this broadcast live in Nagasaki. Live in Nagasaki <laughs> is how you get this done. All right. Yeah. Live, live from yeah. The, Nagasaki. It's Bukake night. I couldn't do live it. Live in Nagasaki. I couldn't even the syllables yeah. there, but you, mm -hmm. you know Here what I'm saying. Here we I'm go, Bukake and Nagasaki. There we go. <laughs> you did a little workshopping, yeah. but it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Every time you do that voice, by the way, you should say, uh, uh, what was it like? A uh, Jade Stage Four, Stage Four Jade. I Jade Stage Four, coming up yeah. Here we go. <laughs> Cheese Bob Cherry Pie. Voice. Gonna break the rules. In an alternate dimension, Charlie Khan is the most famous strip club DJ of all time. Or like a butt rock Stained DJ. Haynes. Mm. That's, a, that's another thing, by the way, that seems to be going the way of the dodo. Strip what, rock? Clubs, like, strip no, clubs. strip clubs. Like, are they still around? Or not? Like, I think in New Do York City, young guys want to go to strip clubs? I mean, let's, no, let's be real. Clubs, no. Strip clubs are gross and degenerate. Yeah. But, but. Yeah. They're, they're high. I think we should only have high-end strip clubs. Because well, I, I've, I've only been to one strip club in my life. The Sundowner, for people who know. I only went I, there once, and there was this hot older chick that was on my lap. I didn't have to pay for anything because we were having a conversation with her. So I think is this where your uh, is this where your granny fetish started, Gio? Not granny, <laughs> slightly. Oh, never mind. He became I, a milk sort of Gio <laughs> like I, I, Gio likes making home visits to when the kids go to school, and she's like, Gio, I was wondering <laughs> when you'd come. With like coffee, kind of simmering, and the eleven. Your kids are only a few years younger than me. The eleven thirty-seven, almost yeah. end of morning sun. Oh, that's what Gio wants. 
Uh, I, Only... can, I, can, I, can <laughs> I can imagine that uh, that older woman uh, bringing her uh, kids to the school bus. Then when she comes back home, <laughs> she gives a little she gives a little sign <laughs> to the bushes, and then like Gia wearing oh. nothing but a loincloth comes out of the bushes like Tarzan, and then he goes. Into Which her is ironic. How um, <laughs> Welcome to Hell talks about older women banging younger guys after their decrepit husbands. Uh, Go to some OnlyFans, uh, you know, e e prostitute. Uh, oh, sorry, sex worker. Um, so, uh, oh god, he should be e he should prostitute. be coming in. He should be coming in soon. I thought. Well, well I think so what happened to strip clubs? I don't know. Hey, 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 you've got th you've got thirteen minutes until you you start uh, making phone calls and uh, and sending messenger pigeons out there. Love, calm your tits. Yeah, All right, uh, I'm gonna. I'm strip, gonna strip my, my tits. Got, uh, my tits yeah. are very erect, but I'm gonna try to calm them down. Calm those boobies. <laughs> Yeah. What, what uh, happened, Griff Shop? Oh no! Uh, sh strip clubs got uh, gaslighted, gate gatekeeped, and girl bossed. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it Once again, of course, women ruin every everything. stripper is like secretly intelligent. She's reading Truman Capote in the back between <laughs> sets. That's every I, story about strippers. I don't know. I have a weird relationship with strip clubs, so I never like went out of my way to visit them i always just kind of ended up there where like it it all <laughs> started all in high said. school right where my dad rented out oh the this kitchen. isn't going good <laughs> my dad rented out the kitchen of a strip club because he was friends with the owner so he would just do deliveries and catering out of the strip club and i would be so i think sophomore in high school and my one friend dan was a freshman in college and I met him because he was on my bus and uh, and we would do deliveries for my dad and I would run and most of the deliveries that would be to other strip clubs. So I would run into the other strip clubs in high school giving <laughs> deliveries <laughs> and shit like that. Um, and like they're just like kind of grimy. But then I also have uh, one experience doing some stripping as well um one of those same strip clubs i remember i barbacked for their christmas party and uh, are you sure it was barbacked and not barebacked or yeah you bare I, back, I, was bare, bar I was barebacking barbacking at the christmas party and uh, broke back mountain and it, and it was a christmas party for the strippers though and um i got up they had they told me to get up on stage at one point and this was probably 2014 i think and uh around there and they had me fucking stripping and stuff and then they the some of the strippers come up on stage and they just start fucking throwing money at me and shit i made like a thousand dollars in tips that night it was insane Whoa. was but, it empowering was it empowering uh yeah it, it was, <laughs> and here it we was go super, women it was super empowering hills. and then <laughs> or was it like uh, the MD skit where it's like the the male equivalent of like rent a boy yeah. rent a girlfriend they're all like regretting it after yeah 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 like sam <laughs> that's gonna play the gay one Damn, charles plays like yeah. the 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 follow boy uh emo and yeah. <laughs> did a funny and, thing happen yeah, today charles was, was the uh, football funny? player charles well, was the football that. player that's right yeah yeah and i ended Hay up hayden though, was the emo kid i think i ended up going full nude only because one of them came up behind me and pulled my fucking boxers down and i'm just standing <laughs> oh, there I'm man like, eh. And then this I can one, see like the owner looking like really upset. I'm like, oh, I should probably put my pants back on. This uh, is right here, by the way. Probably. This is from the uh, this is from the Playboy Club. Very short-lived Playboy Club, probably because of the girl bosses. But this is me with Nicole Patrick, who was one of the I think like the chief, like the uh, leader of the of the Playboy bunnies there. Oh, uh, that's that pretty was very, good. 
It was pretty good, but it was a very short lived. No club. hover hand, too. Yeah. Attaboy, love. Do you ever what see you that one I'm picture of Millennial Woes with Brittany Pettibone where it's like. Gave that bitch the Vulcan uh, nerve pinch. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm not at a, I'm not at Keanu Reeves level yet. Like, once you reach that level, I could see being smart when it comes to that kind of stuff. Nerve pinch, every time, yeah. but, every uh, time. But then I went to <laughs> some strip clubs when I was in Miami. The Von Eric That's what Claude, everyone was that. doing every night was going to the big strip clubs, and like the fucking high end ones are sick as hell, especially when like rich crypto people are paying for all of it. So that's another thing. But uh, if you want, oh, they've the never touched women. That's yeah. probably why. If you want to hear the full stories on uh, <laughs> on the Miami trip with all the fucking crypto guys and the crazy stuff at the strip club, check out MK Ultra Money podcast um, on Spotify. We're now on YouTube as well. Uh, YouTube.com yeah. slash MK Ultra Money. Yeah, Here we, is the link to the we just started uploading on uh, YouTube. So please subscribe over there. Um, we're currently going through the backlog, getting that all up on YouTube. All the new episodes are releasing on YouTube. Uh, we have some exclusive content we're working on for YouTube, including Drunk Mario Party and shit like that. Uh, and most of the episodes now are featuring Grift since he lives here. So, but uh, yeah, please give us a, a subscribe, like everything. You know the deal. Fucking Lev brainwashes you on this one. But uh, Mondays and Fridays, uh, backlog goes up. Wednesdays, new episodes go up. On episode 100, Grift is going to resurrect Ed McMahon, kill him, and eat him to gain his powers to be the true, to be the true buddy cop uh, uh, player um, two. In this. <laughs> <laughs> we should you have know, a gong show segment on BTR where we just bring up random like uh, Twitter anons, and if they like, give them five minutes to like do their spiel, and then we're like, boom, like if it's cringe. Oh, and, you, you're just uh, opening everyone up to scream the hard R. Oh it's, god! Yeah, it's just it'll, gonna it'll be into, Patreon exclusive. It's gonna be a, a. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a fucking uh, an assembly line of will this get me canceled? Yeah, just who can get us banned first? Yeah, and unfortunately, I think Patreon cares about that kind of stuff. Like if somebody. Oh yeah. Yeah, utters yeah, yeah our guy Sargon. It's uh, not like Gumroad. You know. Yeah. But uh, speaking of Gumroad, by the way, there was a very interesting Frank Hassel video I saw recently where he was at the park and he was wearing a shirt. I don't think it's one of your shirts, Grift, but I think it's somebody who is an associate or a friend of yours. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, the one with the uh, the Dark Knight. Uh, what's his name? The uh, Chris that... Dorner? Yes, Chris oh, Dorner. Hell... Exactly. Oh, oh that, may wow. have, that may have been one of mine. I don't know. Like, So funny funny thing you mentioned that. Um, so I had a Respect Troops uh, Chris Dorner shirt. That oh, got... God! It, it, yeah, yeah. It just Dor the Dorner only face... black man to be venerated as a saint by 4chan. Yeah. So, so and, and then it got censored by my supplier because apparently oh, the, 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 the image uh, violated their rules for content or whatever. But now uh, Stained and I were bringing that back it's going to be the first screen printed item ever available in the griff shop uh respect troops coming soon uh stain you want to talk a little about operation respect troops oh that would be absolutely lovely so ladies and jerks um what what grift and i are doing is uh proof that you truly can't corner the dorner because you first of all <laughs> first of all you can't corner what's on the other side even uh even in the swirling abyss that is beyond meat space uh, this oh man, God. this man's smile will haunt you in your solitude, in your quiet <laughs> moments of thought and private, uh, private seconds of reflection. Gross, awful reflection. 
Um, you know, to get around weird censorship laws through what was it? Griffith? Oh, it was the drop shipping, right? Yeah. It was, so so be- I, I get I get hit from both sides sometimes. So like I've had I, I sort of do tests on what uh, what what can push the limits of uh, their censorship laws. Like I've had like Dorner got censored by my drop shipping company. I had parody QAnon merch censored by Shopify. So oh, I get oh, like fuck. I get I get hit from multiple <laughs> sides. It's 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 fun to test the limits, but it's it's unfortunate when it does get taken mm-hmm. down. But now with screen printing, you know the the, the sky's the limit. When I get my site up and running, I wonder if Square App will allow me to. Uh... What what's the most edgiest fucking painting I've ever done? Probably um I did do the Columbine one, but that was I never released that. It was it wasn't that brutal. It was it's like probably subtle enough, like yeah, to, the, to get to get away with it. Well, 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 I, was he, being, I was being pretty brazen. I like literally had it named like the Dorner shirt. Oh, <laughs> what was the Q shirt? What did that one look like? Oh, I just I just put a I just put like a um like a sort of uh like I just literally put a Q on hats. And they That's sent it, it? just the letter Q. You should have put it like the the Q, like in standing in the Q. That would have been I, I, oh, I, yeah. clever. I like how I like how QAnon merch is uh, uh, inseparable and indistinguishable from parody QAnon merch in the eyes of these uh, in yes. the eyes of these business yeah. platforms. It's silly. One of my mm. favorite comments was from uh, this guy I used to be in um, a long-standing Twitter group with, but he like left Twitter. Uh, back when they were doing the initial like censorship shit with Alex Jones, the one he said, um, why would the government want to sh- close down Stormfront? They need them. So- <laughs> oh. By the way, we got, uh, oh, we it? got Billy, we got Billy Pratt in oh, the house. Oh, finally. Big bad finally. Billy Pratt. What? All the way Welcome live. to hell. Welcome to Welcome hell, to hell indeed. What oh, is going on, you, guys? my friend. Uh, Long time friend of mine, Billy. You are amazing. We couldn't budget oh. for delicious tacos this time. No, I'm fucking kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, Actually, lucky, lucky for you, you want, um, Let me see. <laughs> you want me? You want me to try I to get him on? I was debating whether to do that joke. <laughs> maybe I can. Maybe I can uh, DM DT towards the end and just bring Before him on to say hi. I wanted to. Re- yeah, maybe. Oh, that, I wanted. That would be so cool. You have I, to do that now, Lev. Oh okay, God. I'm gonna do that. I wanted to read a passage really quickly before we go on. This is from the short story in here called Purity and Mayhem about the band Mayhem and how uh, fucking middle-aged lonely women is kind of like being in a mayhem. Uh, Kind of like burning uh, churches down in Scandinavia. By the way, speaking of Scandinavia, fuck you bleeps. No, I'm not going to do that because whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm done with the trolls. Also, um, <laughs> speaking of Scandinavia, you said the way that you said that reminds me of Scandinavia, which got me thinking about Li- Liv Lindland, one of my oh, most God. favorite Playboy. Pl- uh, James, <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. But Wait, you were who? kind of the Snow Bunny one, Lev. No, no, James, you remember that picture I sent you of that beautiful blonde lady, the one with the uh, bush showing in the Playboy photo? <laughs> remember that picture? Probably. <laughs> You Probably. said that she had a strange-looking facial expression. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember now. Oh, God. You now, have to why... post it, Lev. Not with hey, hey, the physiognomy check. Hey, yeah. hey, Lev, what kind of bush are we talking about? Like, bush or, like, Fidel Castro in a leg lock with a bandana? Okay, let me... Okay. Is it George Bush? Kind of bush? 
Listen, listen, listen. Let me post this image for you on Sushi Bar. Obviously, Roll that beautiful bean well, I've, I've, yes. Speaking of physiognomy, I've learned today that uh, because uh, people on right-wing Twitter are friends with me, that they're hypocrites because they post the, you know, physiognomy. A- anyways, I'm not going to fucking... You know what? He had to go lock, so I'm pretty happy with that victory. Um, <laughs> This is from... uh, well, um, What's the story called? Purity and Mayhem. Purity and Mayhem. You aren't a real writer if you consider what the reception of your writing might look like. A writer must disregard the idea of writing an od- for an audience. There is no audience. There is only art. If you write for an audience, you must be writing words, but you aren't making art. Art is only manifest from the artist's subconscious in a flow state containing subtle and unintended nuances which even the artist might be ignorant of. This is why those who create art consider themselves conduits for God or vassals for fairies and muses. Art can only come of the unconscious mind as a performance of self-expression. It may be cleaned up and stitched together later, but the foundation might be subconscious. Black metal originated as a response to heavy metal gaining mainstream attention with artists suddenly wanting trade songs for radio airplay that's very true i mean the first mayhem album had like the fuck uh scott burns patch on it and everything in the back uh so scott burns was a prolific um mixer and producer at mora sound who did like all of the early florida death metal uh and some from other places he did the first three i believe he did the first few sepultura albums but he did like all of the cannibal corpse and he did the first few cynic albums uh so like yeah that's I wanted to lead with that passage. Um, your book is filled with anxiety and self-exploration and um, the terrors of realizing that you're older and having to contend with Generation X women who are themselves divorcees. And uh, just the process of going through life in hell world. And you said this other passage where you said that hell is so subtle that you don't even realize you're in hell. So mm, it's damn. amazing. Right. And one Please of my fav- go buy this book. Please buy it. And one of my favorite recently revealed mysteries upon reading this great book is that the uh, yeah. Scarlet Woman <laughs> that's on a little the cover. Easter egg. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's who it was. Okay. Because his was... blog for years was called Kill to Party. Yes. Get it? Oh, Kill that rocks. Yes. Casey Anthony the whole oh, time. Oh, man. <laughs> but you know what? Like, she's pretty She's, she's pretty, pretty yeah. Yeah. Hey, Look, Casey the Anthony's with the cigar. wood. Come on, guys. I kind of would. You don't like, have to worry about child support she... if you fuck Casey Anthony. And <laughs> oh, my up. God. Damn. Oh, oh damn. That's, oh. <laughs> but I mean, the, the, I mean, it's funny to think that most guys would. And I think that there's an there's an amorality to male sexuality mm-hmm. that doesn't, you know, doesn't really get discussed too much. But I mean, would you would you if you were confronted with Casey Anthony and she's ready to go right now? I don't know. It's hard, it's hard to say a hard no. Mm. Do you think that that also speaks to, let's say, and again, we don't have, a, from, at least from what I understand, we don't have anybody from the homosexual persuasion here on the stream. Please raise your hands if that is not the case. No but homos allowed. From what I oh, understand. Oh, no, don't say that. Don't say that on YouTube. Yes. <laughs> We've had so, gay people on Lev, haven't we? Yes. Yeah, Jules well, if, is on co-host. What are you hey, talking hey, about? If, if, you had, if you had a furry on, then yes. Oh, we've had trans people on. We've gone the step mm. further. Okay, so again, what, yes. you had Jules as a co-host. Oh, wait, so for Jules what I... could pass. He could be an HSTS. Oh fuck! I shouldn't say that because of YouTube. Hold on. Go you ahead, love. You guys are way too paranoid about the YouTube censors. 
So from if what you I... want a if you want a YouTube channel that doesn't care and says slurs, <laughs> you can subscribe to <laughs> youtube.com slash mkultramoney. Might have to start breaking out the the bleep function. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's sure you yeah, you just need platform. it live to delay. be able to fucking bleep on air. Give it like a fi- like a five second delay. Oh god. <laughs> Yeah, more 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 techno mumbo jumbo for me to learn. But anyway, when it comes to this book, one of my favorite passages was about. Uh, I'm not gonna do just justice to it because I don't remember exactly how it's said. But it's like when you smash the stone to extract blood from it. Uh, Billy Pratt, what's the right way of saying this? Oh boy, I think I was talking about getting blood from a stone, and I think it's that um, a lot of guys, especially on you know our side of Twitter, so to speak. Uh, get so obsessed with productivity and being mm. pragmatic. And it's like, you, I mean, we're getting hit with, I mean, if you're, you're on Twitter as much as I am, and I, I know Geo is, so I'm sure you guys are as well. Um, oh, we're getting yeah. hit with, yeah. you know, like just as much propaganda as the normie watching CNN, but it's like that, you know, self-improvement propaganda where it's like, oh, you play video games for five minutes a week? Like, what are you doing with your life? So I just yeah. feel like it's easy to lose yourself in that, like, well, I got to make pragmatic use of every minute of my day. And, um, you know, it's like, you're always looking to like, how could I take that to the next level? How could I, you know, it's just trying to get blood from a stone because you're just squeezing so, squeezing so hard. I That's think that it's sort all, of like hustle, yeah. hu- hustle culture. Yeah. With, mm-hmm. Like, uh, which is, which is, uh, we, 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 we got to respect, uh, we got to uh, respect grifts instead of grinding yourself down to a stone. Like, <laughs> yeah, we got to, we got to replace that. That's my that problem. I refuse to zeitgeist. be a grift here. <laughs> no, well, I think it's, it's also <laughs> I think it's also about how you nice choose to, uh, money, how do you choose to spend the time that you have that's free because video games I guess there are some video games that are fun and entertaining and all that but what if instead like you go out for a walk like Nikola Tesla likes to do I know maybe that's like boring shit for people but uh like it seems like there are better ways to relax and we're kind of just stuck in this state of needing more sensory input and if we don't have our phones, if we don't have the sensory input, then we just grow impatient and start tapping our feet. Like, I actually do that. Yeah, it's true. Um, I'd like to I'd like to chime in though on the, on what Billy had mentioned in terms of people going like, "Oh, you play mm. video games for five minutes a week? Like, what's wrong with you?" Oh wait, um, by the way, before before you input, I just want to say that check the sushi bar, everybody who is in our Discord. I posted Liv Lindland in the Discord, uh, fully nude. So check that out. Anyway, go first. <laughs> so, so, uh, uh, so I think I think what what's perilous about that kind of thinking and application is that there's no one size fits all. Like exactly. people, Absolutely. people try to take this like, oh, well, I mean, like if, if Billy is fucking lifting weights Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then running Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and then on Sunday he does nothing but meal prep, rereads meditations for the thirteenth thousandth thousandth time, and then like you know uh, prays and goes to the Greek Orthodox Church, uh, and then he wakes up on Monday at five in the morning to go run on a on a beach. Like that might work for one person and then think of the multitude of people who like, hey, this guy lifts weights twice a week and it dramatically improved his life. And he didn't become this hyper obsessed neurotic pig who like, I'm at like right now there's a dude in a movie theater who's watching a movie and instead of taking it in, he's got two hand weights squeezing like endlessly because he's like, nothing can be a zero day. Nothing can be a zero day. Yeah. It's so easy to get yourself lost in that. Well, especially when you're like so tuned into like um, a lot of guys, 
like kind of when they find the sphere of Twitter or the sphere of the internet or the, the sphere of Reddit are, you know, so far from the mark, like you said, that even like, you know, working out once a week would be a big start for them. Yep. But I think, you know, it's so it's, it's, if you stay in this, yeah. sphere, never move on. It's like, you start pounding in your brain. Like, how could I make use of every second of my day? Oh, right. And, and I think what, what, what becomes lost in this mire, which ends up presenting itself, but it's also pushed to some degree as a, again, like as a one size fits all ordeal. Um, what, what, right. what makes it tricky is that um, uh, on one hand, it's positive that there are younger people who are realizing like, wow, my time is incredibly valuable. Like I don't get this back. And like, I'd like to think, you know, that there are some young people and like generation Z isn't hopeless. All right. I think there are at least a few zoomers who are like, Oh, there's no such thing as like free time, downtime, whatever. It's just time and I have to use it. But on the other hand, this like hit the floor 100 miles an hour nonsense. You have to crawl before you could walk. And it's like now crawling isn't seen as a viable because like everyone wants to fucking be this like um, super huge tough lord grating cheese on his abs, you know, and every moment is an Instagrammable like moment of perfection in a dinky three by three grid through a dinky lens and a shitty gaudy filter. But like out of like every hundred people who attempt that two might get there maybe three maybe three you know but like that uh, like what what makes this perilous is that like like anything in life unless you have some innate talent you have to crawl before you could walk and everyone wants to like sprint mm. like they're on cheap midwestern speed you know because they're because like, they're still in that state of wanting to get instant gratification just like when you pick up your phone and check your messages you get instant gratification from that and i think they're trained in that same way it's like i either have it now or i don't want to have it ah uh, that's a good point all right all right but you, but you know right. but you know who i do want to have now i want to have a uh, live Lindlin. so i posted the nude picture in sushi bar this is the censored i mean this is just the head that i'm uh, posting right now here in btr chat i want to get from billy pratt as well as from everybody else with billy pratt since you have known many women in your life okay what would you say like looking at her face over here just the way that she's staring and i know that like she's got makeup on and you know she's a model but in general can you make out certain things about her from looking at this uh, photo um yeah you know you just um they don't make them like that anymore i'm guessing this this is like early 70s late 60s yes 1970 yeah. 1971 to be, to be precise the good and old days you don't have girls part their hair in the middle like that and there's just something so girl next door about the, the old middle middle of the middle of the scalp part for a girl's hair hmm Interesting. I didn't consider that, uh, but that is true. That is not the case anymore. This was around the time, like, after the 60s, where there was still, like, this hippie chic that was being utilized, I think, a lot uh, in terms of, like, how the hairstyle was and all that. Before in the 60s, they had them in, like, these bumblebee-looking things, and before that in the 50s, they had them in the curly things. So, like, do you think that there's some reason why hairstyles are the way they are? Do they say something about a particular decade? And in terms of the decade we're living in right now, do you notice any particular fashion trends? I would love for everybody else to also comment on this, as well as any thoughts you might have on uh, that picture of Liv. But anyway, uh, Billy, what do you think, fashion-wise? Well, um, I think the biggest trend like a point of no return is the um, crazy colored hair. 
And I think that it kind of points to what's been going on in, in the past 20 years where women are just trying to look kind of as, as um, non-traditional as they can. And of course, traditional is defined by like what men find sexually attractive. So it's like very in vogue to kind of make yourself um, as, as unattractive to men as you can. While I guess, I don't know if it's a flex that you're still pulling guys. I, I don't know. I don't know how that works. I don't really know that lady sphere, but um, I mean, that, that's, shit test. <laughs> it's, that's probably the biggest, the biggest trend is that, that awful, like the, the um, most women don't have, you know, don't, don't go full, full color, but like those streaks are just absolutely terrible. Oh, uh, to, to build on what Billy's saying real quickly, it is sad to see women in a perpetual adolescence where they unsex themselves, then cry for attention with behavior that has no redeeming social value online or off, like unshaved armpits, sides of head shaved, uh, thigh piercing, whole nine yards. And if they could pull with that look, God bless them. But it, 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 I think part of it is this weird, like, there's this weird uglying up of themselves and then going, and if you don't find that attractive, that's your fault. Like mm. you tend to see that a lot from like uh, morbidly obese women on the internet with the highways. If you, if you can't uh, handle me at my fattest, clothing. if you can't <laughs> handle me at my fattest, uh, you don't deserve me. <laughs> right. That's if true. You, I stand. I stand. If you can't, if you can't uh, roll me in flour and find the wet spot, <laughs> you don't deserve the wet yeah. spot at all. <laughs> If you can't, if you can't roll me like that dude with the glasses was trying to roll Frank Hassel when he was bothering him in the park, then you know you, you uh, get what I'm talking uh, about. Uh, one, one, one last thing I'd like to say about uh, it's not just this generation, but you see women of older generations, even the occasional Gen X woman, trying to do the what I like to call the head tilt, sexy scoliosis, derpy pout lips, like power combination. It's like the female equivalent of a dude clenching his jaw standing on his tiptoes and flexing for a photo but like uh, only one of those combinations is perfectly okay you know why is it that like every only fans girl is not the like um it's not like the 90s or 80s like stereotypical porn look or even mm. It's it's more of like they have celluloid, they're unshapely, they have well, that, something of the girl like the girl next door hmm. has become like the average plain Jane, but it's I think they're leaning into not necessarily fetish culture, but rather I think it's because I forget who said this. Ugly um, culture? Well like no, the availability <laughs> factor of like you can attain this woman but you're paying her to see her nudes, even though well, that, you have well, a chance. Yeah, well if you're if if you're just talking like, you know, your average girl who starts in OnlyFans, like the people paying for that are paying for the illusion of intimacy. And yes. The, the illusion yeah. of mm. uh, like, yeah, that, the, that that availability to them. So that's that's part of the appeal, I think, of, of that sort of aesthetic, now, because, you know, that... if they were just a, a knockout, like bombshell supermodel look, they would be they would be working in the fashion industry. They wouldn't be just starting like they wouldn't be just a regular person who just starts an OnlyFans to cater mm. to lonely men. Mm. But it's not it's not the it's not the most um, you would think that it's like the 80 uh, 20 kind of principle where mm. um, why, why aren't I mean, I, I think men want I think male sexuality is predicated on like uh, Geo said 
um, believability, right? Like you want to yeah. be able to believe that this person will be interested in you. The uh, kayfabe has to be real. Hmm. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> is that yeah. why the women in the LL Bean catalog are more appealing than the vaguely <laughs> exotic waves in the Victoria's Secret catalog? Is that why? Because they don't look dead behind the eye. Yeah, that's <laughs> they, true. They don't live well, off of Virginia Slims and cocaine. You're right. You're they right. don't have the heroin speaking, chick aesthetic. Speaking of not looking dead Those behind the eyes. Those gals are sick. This, this image over here, the one that I posted. So this is Joyce Nazari, a fellow Paisan Geo, a fellow Italian lady over here, who uh, started modeling in her teens. And then when she was 18, she got into Playboy. And uh, this photo over here, I mean, just take a look at this expression. Like, I know she's posing and all that, but still, like, this expression, it's a very calming one. You know, it's a very warm expression. It's not a, it's not an expression that yeah. creates some kind of uh, antagonism. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's another thing I noticed. The woman's face, they have to have some kind of, like, niceness to it. They have like whereas a lot of these like more current um now they have fans a and porn resting, stars. Uh, oh and, and by the way I, po <laughs> I posted the full nude image of that thumbnail in our BTR Discord oh, and here is the link to the Discord. This is how I'm being the Pied Piper uh, of getting people onto our we, Discord right now. We cut now. Billy off. You were going to say something, Billy? Um, what is it with the? I, I don't know if it's a millennial thing, but wanting to interact with the pornography. Is mm. definitely not something. Um, yeah. I would even say Gen Xers who go to strip clubs, like you were saying earlier on the stream before I got on, that strip clubs have become kind of antiquated. Um, they're really for like uh, I would say like Gen Xers and above. Like I don't think millennials are really hitting the strip clubs, but millennials I don't can't think... afford strip clubs. <laughs> that's, probably the, that's probably the first thing. But even at a strip club, I don't yeah, think interactive. I, I think Gen Xers treat strip clubs like pornography. I don't think they're mm. looking for a personal connection with the woman. So I wonder what it is about millennials that need to feel that warm, fuzzy personal connection with the pornography mm. they're consuming. A generation the, the, the of single mothers. The virgin... Because uh, they don't have it in their real life. Exactly. The virgin millennial subscribing to OnlyFans versus the Chad Gen Xer going to strip right. clubs. Yeah. The boomer <laughs> and the Gen Xer had that it's connection not even to the it. But the millennial mm. and the, the Zoomer, they don't have that from their women in their age bracket. Because I know for a fact older millennial women are, woo -woo, like it's. <laughs> but uh, it's even uh, it's even more pathetic than uh, what happens in Japan, where they have salons that men would go to, and they would lie down on a woman's knees and have her pick the uh, pick the earwax oh, out of God, their ears yeah. because oh, that God. was something that their mother. I don't think I do. trust a woman to pick stuff out of my ears. I, if I'm getting my yeah, getting my ears cleaned, I need a man. I need I need a professional. I need a man who knows what he's doing. He's an ear technician. That's what I need. Oh, well, the man. ears of turtles are particularly tiny, right? Like they're just like holes. Uh, one, well, one quick thing about about the, about the photo you showed, love. Like you could even if you look at a picture of like Betty Page, like mm. there's a certain like warmth to that smile that doesn't like now the default is this like slightly keeping their mouth open to catch insects in it like look. It's mm -hmm. always this weird faux candid like it it doesn't. It's, I don't want to call it Uncanny Valley. It's like, but it doesn't like, it's almost like a parody of a candid picture. And that's like the default. Like I was like, hey, all right, I'll tell you this. Go on Twitter right now. Find a woman who's standing up straight and smiling and go. We'll be here all night. You know, I think that speaks to the over-socialization that these, these uh, women just kind of 
um, assume is like normal socialization. I think they're so over socialized. Like if you ever like, have you guys been on TikTok? Oh God, I haven't, but I've seen I'm like on TikTok. underscore bastard. But we like, like, the, t- like Twitter's the t- clip show of making fun of people on TikTok. But yeah, <laughs> but TikTok, like when, when girls, um, either whether they have big accounts or small accounts, there's a pacing and there's like an inflection. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's this like very particular to TikTok way to deliver a TikTok. And I just feel oh. like they- one of the worst ones I've ever seen was that one fucking hideous ghoul that was like dancing, but like her face was like the most serious, but like. She was like typical like Pog, but like if Pog was like unshapely, where she was talking about the f- it's it's drilled in my head now. Yeah. Um, homosexuals not in the Bible. It wasn't it? it actually it was actually because they equated being a catamite with never mind, never mind. But you know the one I'm talking about, right? Yes, that one. Yes. Oh, Wait, so she, she's like a Pog that you leave in the sun for too long. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, she's, yeah. she's like cottage <laughs> cheese Pog. You left the iron on a little too long on that one. One other thing, by the way, regard- <laughs> the iron. On- Oh, God. One other thing, by the way, regarding that uh, Joyce Nazari, who I uh, sent earlier, guess who one of her boyfriends was? Really famous person back in the day. Gio, you can guess this one. He was also Italian. He was also, what do you mean, so obvious? Famous Italian person back. Yes. Frank Sinatra. Yes. Yeah. Why are you so disappointed? You got it right the first time. Here she is with uh, with old Blue Eyes himself. So this is during during the 60s. So as you can see, her hairstyle shifted with the times. Now it's become this uh, strange-looking beehive. Yeah. Now it was an interesting time back in the day. And I understand why people look at today as being like a nation of slobs, both the men and the women, as far as just how we... I mean, have you seen how people look out there? Jesus. Um, uh, uh, Billy, one thing I think that, that uh, I want to blame TikTok for, among other things, is how in regards to the over-socialization, it irks me when uh, you see these young people talking with their hands. First of all, that's appropriating Italian culture, all right? And oh, if okay. any of these kids <laughs> lose an arm in an industrial accident, do they have a speech impediment? Second <laughs> of all, then you start seeing like millennial-aged women doing the weird slightly matured version of a Disney princess with the eyes, with like usually with the crazy eyes um, and like the quick jump cuts every three or four seconds, but always with the windmill flailing of the arms, like the inflatable thing in front of a used car lot. Like, can I get your thoughts on that, dude? Cause like, what is like, how, how has that bled out to so many other, like, you know, um, facets of day-to-day communication? Like, you know, I, I'm not, quite sure what you mean do you mean the thing where they like kind of like pound their 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 fists together like to the to the rhythm of the song oh uh no where like they're just talking to the camera but like they're constantly like like they're all like like what comes to mind are like bad bill clinton and aoc impressions where they're constantly talking with their hands Psyched so, by Disney, I think it was no, Lo-Fi Republic. Or no, it was um, Lomez that said no, like the I mean, one. And, and it tends yeah, to be it, it tends to be very prevalent towards like the left-leaning sad sacks, like that part okay. of Twitter. But like they're like I swear to you, like they all talk with their hands. And then like I guess because like millennial and aging crones and Gen X are like you know forever bitter and spiteful to like whatever is the youngest at the highest of the totem pole, then they're like, if I emulate that, then maybe I'll be considered. And now you have like 
40-year-old, self-loathing, left-leaning Gen X women going through a crisis of confidence talking like a 20-year-old girl on TikTok. Yeah, like uh, Grim Kelly or fucking Grace Lee Pong or fucking... Get out of here. You know, I could write a better Marxist analysis on any metal song than fucking Grim Kelly. I could write a Marxist feminist critique of the first Whitechapel album and she would fucking coom in her pants. Okay, if, if I censored my name, of course. Uh, but <laughs> go ahead. Sorry, Billy. I just um, have to rag I, on, on... Yeah, Hammer Smash Face By the way, I, I, think I, figured out, I think I figured out why Gio got a little bit upset when I said Frank Sinatra. Well, okay, so Gio, oh. I, have a question. I have a question for you as an artist. Yeah. Um, you read that passage from Purity and Mayhem about kind of how art needs to come from the unconscious. Like right. art... Art can't be self-conscious, art can't be deliberate, or you lose something. Now, as an artist, do you believe, is Chris Chan an artist? In a sense, yes, <laughs> but the way that, the, 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 in the sort of postmodern sense of the death of the avant-garde, now the avant-garde is everywhere. It's, it's very, actually, I have the book right here, uh, Warhol Chris Chan, by Dan Leshbaum, who <laughs> unfortunately could not come on the show because he doesn't want to do interviews. I don't blame him, actually. Uh, right. But go get this Coward. book when you buy buy Billy's book, then buy this yes. one. I think Chris Chan is unintentionally... Um, Based. Certainly a figure <laughs> of... The artist of the generation. Art. I mean, I it's when you really... Outsider when artist. I mean, yeah. out, absolutely an outsider artist. But like, what does that really mean? I feel like that means the ultimate in unconsciousness right the ultimate right. in just like i don't even know why i'm what i'm writing is special but there's a special quality to it and when you go through sonnet you i haven't read them all but i've watched some of youtube videos recapping them and it's an amazing thing how his life intrudes like if it was just it's pure id driven too there's no reality principle it's his it's sorry her fantasy world <laughs> we added fucking the last few episodes of christian yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, sorry. Chris Chan um, is a man, god damn it. I mean, like, I like to think of Chris and Christine as, like, almost two separate hours of, yeah. of you know, his yeah. or her life, but... Um, Spirit. It, it, it's just, like, if it were just a dopey Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon AC. that we all could have, you know, written or, or, you know, at eight years old, that would be meaningless, right? But it's just right. the way his life and the events of his life come into Sonic and suddenly Sonic is having sex with Rose Chu. And it's like, what, what? I, I don't know if I can curse. <laughs> the hotel like, the scene is- before they go up yeah. to the hotel room where Chris like tried to do aerial perspective. That was fucking great. No, the, best, the best perspective, Gio, you got to admit was the one and Billy Pratt, I hope you saw this, oh. was the one where the camera was inside of the mouth of Rose Chu. Yes. It was like was that sex education did. What? Where, what the fuck? We are we were seeing from the perspective of her mouth as the penis was coming in. So and it was, it was like this huge like what the fuck? Oh boy. Like, like That's I was great. You could you Chris, could fucking yeah. put that in the mat, you could put that in MoMA mm. and it would sell. I if it was if the name was not Kristen Weston Chandler, Christine, if the name was fucking Carol Dunham, that would sell for millions. I swear to God. Hell, if the name was just Lena Dunham, it'd sell for millions. God. Whatever Carol Dunham is dumbass. Lena Dunham's father, who is a contemporary artist who does the giant gaping vagina pictures. Um, He's a guy who draws snatches. Yeah, he's the guy that draws snatches that Paul just wasn't covered. I have a video on him 
on my ch YouTube channel of, about his wrestling paintings. Giant Art um, Productions, oh, wow. YouTube.com. Yeah, slash giant you'd love art it, Billy. They, he, he, there's some actual, some legit moves. I've seen a pile driver. I've seen, uh, but like the inverted, like the Owen Hart version that broke right. Steve Austin's neck. Ah, uh, yes. The take it on the ass. Or, or the ape the shit if you're you know, uh, you know what, Gio, the, the ape more, shit. The more you talk about this, the more I'm thinking, maybe I could do a Chris Chan retrospective at the National Arts Club. Because it combines technology. Get Lesh Bomb. Get, get me and Lesh Bomb. Please do. Oh, that God. would be awesome. Oh, uh, no, he, he, he talks about there's a chapter about how Christian is a cyber artist utilizing technology. <laughs> yeah. We covered it with um with Saturnalia Sundown. By the way, I'm aware of it. Meme analysis totally watched our live stream and stole our fucking ideas. No, I'm kidding. I don't, love don't meme analysis. Don't worry about it. By the way, Billy, meme guys, just take I've Billy had enough heat with yeah. people today. I'm not going to yeah. call up meme analysis. Billy, when you uh, <laughs> when you heard me saying that about the National Arts Club, keep in mind I'm being 100% real here because you may not know this, but I'm still the chair of the Art and Technology Committee at the, prestigious, at the prestigious National Arts Club in uh, Gramercy Park. Plot so, twist. I, I, think, I think in a totally serious <laughs> way, Chris Chan deserves this. Yes. I think that... Yeah. I mean, there's there's... It's just... It's it's I hate when he's reduced to a lull cow because I think there's just mm -hmm. so much there. I think mm. there's so much interesting stuff there. But well, even and, the act of being a lull cow, that is in a way contributing well, to the aesthetics of existence it's that is outsider Christian. art. Well well yeah. well Billy, well you mentioned that what what makes the creation of art is well, among the things in the, the sphere of the creation of art is someone who uh, even if they can't quite articulate it, they know it's something special, and they keep at it. Mm. And if it wasn't for, if it wasn't for um, Chris Chan's like diligence, it's almost as if like the it was like a vocation in and of itself to endlessly upload almost every other waking fucking moment of the day. And right. It, and in part of this, I think more has been written on and about someone and like watch 70 years from now if there are universities left in america he'll be like somewhere in like the 3000 level course of like art history and guarantees seriously he really will be somewhere after yeah. marshall got to be the first yeah. mover here <laughs> but uh, i mean first mover what no, about uh, somebody? Lev, I, I gotta get yes. going. Uh, I gotta go. James, uh, before you James. get going, let me shill the heaven out of you guys. Please. Follow James at uh, Twitter.com/slash/mkultramoney. James is an amazing guy, amazing uh, now YouTuber, New podcaster, YouTube MK Ultra Money. Follow him on uh, YouTube as well. Oh no, that's Giant R Productions, but that's okay. I do Follow not that regret. One too. <laughs> I would not regret pasting that one by accident. It would have been a lot worse if I would have pasted one of those nude pictures that I had. You know, <laughs> yeah, that would you have always been bad. have to. You always have to copy something right after you copy something like that. You know what I mean? Just like copy, I, that's like, how I always do. If I copy something like that's a little uh, risque, <laughs> I always make sure to copy something else just in case. Exactly. But let me uh, scroll through this now and find here. Okay, this is why because I had it. Okay, MK Ultra Money. Here is the YouTube link. Follow them there. And Patreon. You guys have a Patreon, don't you? That's right. Patreon.com slash MKUltramoney. You get bonus episode each week. You get episodes early. You get other bonus content, video content, shit like that. Boom. And That's then, what I'm talking about. And then also, you know, of course, we got a shillgrift.shop where Absolutely. you can get the MK Ultra victim shirt. So, yeah, but, uh, right there on the homepage. But uh, as always, Lev, thank you for having me on. And uh, 
See you guys. Amazing. See you, my See friend. Thank you for coming in, buddy. Now, this so, is an amazing safe, tweet. Dude. See you, buddy. Amazing tweet Adios. by my friend, um, my friend Josh Neal, who we should have on the show for his book on American extremists. Lev, scroll up. This is amazing. I love this tweet. Oh, God. <laughs> this was after the Keith Woods, uh, Joel Davis debate with a uh, has and logo. Um, rule of number one being intellectual. When you can say something that makes no sense, claim you are a thinker of ironies. Accuse your interlockers of wanting to bed their sister. There is this one point where Logo in the debate um, asked Keith Woods, um, Keith Woods, what's the number one porn in Ireland? Because like all tribalism is wanting to bed your sister. And it's funny because someone replied, um, I won't say his real name, who he is, but he re- replied with this quote from uh, Hegel that was in love with his sister. And Hegel said that the sisterly love the love between a brother and sister is the highest form of love. And uh, that's basically like um, early 2000s, like erotic text chat sites, you know, like erotic stories, text story sites where it's always got something to do with some fucking Oedipal complex. Mm. But, um, well, let's go from Hegel to, why is that a trend? By the way, the, the fake uh, stepsister, stepmother, Gio, you stepped on my thing that I was about to say. (laughs) I was about to say, uh, let's go from Hegel to hey gal, so Billy Pratt. Hey, hey gal. Comes to, okay, what's up? When it comes to the uh, women that you have dated, who would you say was someone who you could have potentially? I know you got. Don't into ask him that, Lev. Oh, Come yes, on. Yeah, why didn't your wife? Hey, hey, hey! Not everyone. Why didn't it work out, Lev? All right. <laughs> I think that sometimes people get in their own way as much as anything else. And I wanted uh, Welcome to Hell um, to not be this, you know, when I started Kill to Party, I was very into like the manosphere, what's really going on with the world, yeah. um, what's, what's really wrong with things. And that's like very consuming when you first kind of figure it out, when that switch goes off and you're reading this stuff from, you know, Roosh, when you're reading Hartis and you're like, wow, I get it now. And it's very easy. Um, Kill to Party was an indictment really on women when it when it started. Um, definitely based off of Casey Anthony. But I saw Casey Anthony as like the epitome of the problem, the epitome of the modern woman. Um, the modern oh, woman you know, defines femininity. I remember that. I remember that. That was She's yeah. the one that chloroformed her little girl to death, right? Yeah. Um, Exhaustly. Well, you know, allegedly. allegedly. Is that what allegedly. Well, I mean, I thought they proved it in court that she admitted it. No, she got she the chloroform from her dad or something, right? She got no, off, she, I think. She didn't admit it, but she did admit to uh burying Kaylee. Oh, well, like, there you go. Well, yeah. she she just buried a dead nothing kid, you suspicious know. at all. Yeah. I think you wanted to say I, that you know, I, I, I disavow myself. Happens all the time. Yeah, that happens. Happen all anybody, the time. Really? I mean, it's like it drowns in a pool. I mean, what happens if a pet turtle dies? You got to bury the turtle, you know, the ninja turtle, you know, with the orange thing, and uh, you put the nunchucks. Or <laughs> what did uh, what did Michelangelo yeah, but, have? But, but, no, but Michelangelo was a nunchuck guy. <laughs> turtles. Yeah, there we go. Oh, this turtle. is terrible. Holy <laughs> shit! Buried, buried turtles in the backyard don't get Cannibal Corpse songs titles. It's like usually like somebody's ex in the backyard. That's what gets you. Wait, don't title. you actually flush the turtles down the toilet, or is that uh, no? Like you can't a... do that. No, no they have big. a show. Okay, you're, you're gonna clog your you're gonna clog your stuff. <laughs> well, that's uh, that was six feet TV. under, murdered in the basement. That's um... have you have you guys ever seen that show, uh, TV Funhouse, on Comedy oh. Central? Oh yes. They, 
they had this uh, turtle named Hojo who always said, I'm taking the pipes. So where he flushed himself down the toilet and that's how he teleported to various uh, parts around the city. So that's that was his way of taking the taxi cab, you know, going from one place to another. So I always kind of assumed that that's how people got rid of the turtles that died. They just flushed them <laughs> oh, down the toilet. They ate them probably. Yeah. There's going to no, be anyways, an urban yeah. legend of like giant mutant turtles crawling out of your toilets. In New York well, City. isn't that how it happened though? Isn't yeah. that the origin of mutant ninja yeah. turtles? Teenage mutant ninja turtles? Like they were flushed down the toilet. Kind of. The, the origin of the ninja turtles was that uh, the boys wanted to spoof Daredevil comics at the time. Mm. That's what they were trying to do. So instead oh. of fighting the hand, they fought the foot. Mm. It was that kind of stuff. Instead of having Master, was it Stick? They had Master Splinter. Oh, I so, never knew uh, that. Yeah, that's yeah. what the, the Ninja Turtles was a parody of Daredevil. And it, it was the two of them goofing around. And it got hot. They parlayed that into a set of miniatures and a, a RPG game that blew up. And from that, they got the toy deal and the cartoon and old Jed's a millionaire. Don't they hate each other now? They have since made up. In the oh, 90s, okay. they did. There was a, There was a lot of bad blood there. Wow. That's my understanding. The boys, they, they went off in two directions. The one guy married uh, the Scream Queen, Julia Strange, who was a penthouse playmate. I think she might have been penthouse girl of the year, whatever that is, whatever they call that. But she's the pet, big pet tall gal. Penthouse, yeah, pet the the penthouse pet of the year. Man. Yeah. Kevin Eastman spent his money well. He ended up buying Heavy Metal Magazine. Oh, oh. Okay. He did a lot of cool shit. Like that's that's a guy who has has spent his money well and lived his life well. The other what's with dude, like '90s celebs marrying porn stars like Evan Seinfeld? Mm. What, uh, you what's know, up it's with base. That? And uh, that's Jim, what it is. Car- Jim Carrey married uh, not or did he marry or was it his girlfriend Jenny McCarthy? Yeah, I think oh, he God, did marry yeah. Jenny McCarthy for a while. She was she a penthouse girl? No, Playboy. 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 Okay, Playboy. what am I thinking? Oh, oh. Uh, the other guy, Peter Laird, he started a uh, comic book uh, thing. His uh, what was it called? Tundra? I think it was called Tundra. He wanted to do the image comics thing and really have like a creator focused comic book company. And it just it did, didn't didn't go well. I might have mixed the story up. It might have been the other guy. Let me look that up real quick. But they you know, that kind of blew up. And then the boys got back into doing Ninja Turtles again. And then they you know, at some point they made up. They sold to Nickelodeon. The one guy sold to the other guy. Then they sold oh. to Nickelodeon. So now, now, now Ninja Turtles is owned by Viacom and MTV. What was it? Uh, Nickelodeon, whatever the Nickelodeon subsidiary is. Mm. I know it, at some point they added a girl turtle, which is like just total bullshit. So there's two of them. There's uh, the, was she know, named you, after a Renaissance uh, painter? Okay, I got it backwards. Kevin I think Eastman's Venus, the one Venus that, uh, something, Venus de Milo. But you yeah, guys gotta love this. There's two girl. of them. There's there's Venus de Milo who was on the TV show. That was the. Uh, so after the original cartoon ended, they did a revival live action series that was produced by the Power Rangers guys. Terrible oh, Heim, show. Heim Saban. Uh, yeah, Heim Saban. Uh, uh, listen, man, when I talk about hustlers and grifters, that guy is my hero. That <laughs> oh, guy knows oh, yeah. how to make some money. Oh, God. Love well, that I, guy. I was Well, I was going to say that you grew up during the Ninja Turtles generation. Yeah. I grew up during the Power Rangers generation. Yeah. Oh, this yeah. this dude is a hero because he knows how to make money. He knows how to, to spin silk mm-hmm. into gold. Love this dude. Also, big, big supporter of Israel. Lots big, of money yeah. g- this, gifts to Israel. Oh, this God. fella, this fella, he got the Ninja Turtle rights. 
They did a live action Ninja Turtle show. For whatever reason, they decided girls wouldn't like the the four Ninja Turtle guys, even though that's that's not necessarily true. They added Venus to Milo for that show. Oh, okay. Cut to twenty well, years later. He is a supporter later. of Israel, so that's... cut to twenty years later. <laughs> there's a comic book. No, that, that that's the one redeeming quality I'd say. As they far have as uh, a, you know, I'm uh, trying to make uh, a stupid, ridiculous wignad joke. I'm sorry, love. There's that, an artist who uh, was drawing the comic know. books and writing them. They had already done a self-insert fan fiction fan character of a yellow Ninja Turtle. Like they they had the the mask and stuff was yellow on the Ninja Turtle. So they did, they actually managed to work their way into drawing the comic book. Had a character get a blood transfusion, a, a female character from the Ninja Turtles and become their fan character inside the comic book. Wow. Whatever, wow. whatever that was from Avatar, one of these, uh, you know, like lesser, lesser known comic book publishers. Let me, let me figure out which one that was. Yellow. Uh, and while you are figuring that out, I want to show patreon.com slash break the rules. Go there, become a patron, and also subscribe, subscribe, and keep subscribing. So anyway, when it comes to... Yeah, Jenica. Yes, that's the character's Jenica. name. Oh, what was Billy going to say? I think we oh, went yeah, off Billy. a tangent about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I thought I was coming on the podcast to talk Ninja Turtles. Um, oh, yeah, let's talk about Metalhead, Shredder, Slash. We'll talk about it all. <laughs> um, man, that new He-Man was terrible. Anyone see that? Oh, my God. It's yeah. the worst piece of shit I've seen Oh, is that the Calart T-Man? Hey, hey, it wasn't just a piece no, of shit. Calart T-Man would have been nice. I'd have, I've whole accepted shit, God damn it. This thing, it wasn't even He-Man. Where the hell was He-Man? They killed him off like a jabroni. They made him look like a prick. You want to talk <laughs> about bad booking? <laughs> they jobbed him out early on, like the very first episode. Within the first they ten jobbed minutes, him out. jobbed Damn. him out. He did the job. Jobbed him out. And he was then, the pin eater. And they, yeah, and they'll show flashbacks <laughs> the and try to make him look like a jabroni. Like, oh, look how weak He Man is and how extreme yeah. Teal was. Why would this you do time. that? It's He Man. Wow. But Dude, look at Teal. But look at Teal over here. Kick, yeah, they so changed Teal from being a lady into this like aggressive man hating it she had a black girl that was like sort of her girlfriend but it was it, she looked way more like wholesome and warm and in like inviting in the old one what do they call that where they they tease the gay stuff but they don't oh, like shipping no oh. um uh, uh queer baiting chorus yeah, queer baiting yeah, yeah. Queer baiting. yeah they did the queer baiting thing where she, she looks like girl. an f to m very clearly yeah oh big time there's a, a gal she's very clearly uh uh you know uh traveling the world with her uh, partner in crime, uh, you know, her, uh, you know, her lady friend. Mm -hmm. They're traveling around the world and Thumb she on seems the tagged on. Yeah. Well, I think a similar thing was done with the uh, second Avatar, The Last Airbender, The Legend of Korra, where mm. I think originally the creators didn't intend for her and the Sami Soto, who was this other uh, gal there, to hook up. But it seemed like that was the time when the Tumblrettes were you know, full of uh, passion. They did the same to Adventure and, Time oh, at the end. The Tumblr guys are full of shit. <laughs> well, that's how it happens. I think it was peer pressure that caused this kind of shipping to happen. And it's similar to how, like, people talk about, like, oh, it's the colleges that are creating all this uh, left-wing SJW culture. Meanwhile, like, people here on the stream have been very right to point out that it's By not people, the colleges. By people, you mean default friend. Yes, it wasn't the colleges so much as it was uh, Tumblr. Oh, and how much that was mm. responsible. There, there was Tumblr, a, definitely. Uh, 
Oh, I'm uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Billy. Oh, oh no. no, I just I I just agree now on um with default friend that this it, it's like we're at a point where everything trickles down from the internet. Yeah. So, you know, the, the colleges are going to adopt the the Tumblrette kind of language rather than the other way around. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's, it's it's a little but but like, it, it, you know what? You're right because that helps foster that weird worldview that like Tumblr helped spawn. Where like, and just to throw this out there. It's hard not to see Tumblr as like a weird dry run for a lot of things that like in the parody to reality pipeline is now a yeah. part of the background we live in. But like take Tumblr, for example, a lot of the awful, hideous cosmic horrors that came from there that have trickled down from the Internet to day to day society. That weird perspective of like language dictates society instead of the other way around. Like, does that make sense? And where like they come from a place that feels that language dictates society, even though that whole society dictating language thing has been around since day one, since society. And now like, you know, that, that's what allows like, for example, like a linebacker in a house dress and a wig to be called a woman and men can have periods too. In fact, men can have fucking beer can dicks made out of mm. cut up thigh and forearm meat and can get pregnant, you know? Because it's literally they- like the discursive, um, it's like the linguistic turn in post-structuralism, but like babies first, like post-structuralism. Mm. It's like, that's, it's not, it's like so butchered that it just, it ignores all the other like <laughs> ambiguities of postmodernism, and it goes right to just being radical liberalism. That's all it is. Well, like, when people talk about postmodernism, like it's this big demon term, like that's not the case. That's like, hmm. anyways. This all, but, this all just reminds me of a post that I saw recently that was like, it was supposed to be pro Tumblr, but it was like, oh my God, what a what a crazy time. You had these adults yeah, teaching one. teaching 13 and 14 year olds like uh college level gender theory. Grooming stuff. them. Groom, but yeah, grooming them basically. But you know, you know, just completely blinkered and completely not realizing just like how fucked up that that was. Like yeah. just that that the whole concept of that was. But yeah, yeah. that I'm, See, they I'm should, sure you they saw that have, yeah. They should have groomed uh, people like uh, the Japanese did. So this is Zuranger. Oh, this is the original Power Zuranger. Zuranger. So you see over here this lady. Uh, this is a uh, Lammy Scorpion over here, and oh. uh, like you know, she's very appealing. Even though she was supposed to be the bad guy, she looks very appealing and. Uh, you know, very, there's something warm to her. There was even a scene where she had, like, a baby kid with that Griffin guy, and she was, like, being all motherly and stuff. So when it He's the open-weight champ in stardom right now. Or ice ribbon, I'm sorry. (laughs) So when it comes to something like that, I do think the Japanese kids, when they uh, were watching a lot of these shows, they were absorbing, and I think people who were watching Power Rangers were, to a certain extent, absorbing by proxy because of the costume designs and all that but i think that they were absorbing certain positive uh, attributes and i really do hold a lot of a lot of um visuals into account when it comes to what exactly kids are seeing so like the kids today that are watching youtube videos which are like elsa gate tier not so much in terms of the content but in terms of the bright colors like if you go into like uh you know type in like finger family or nursery rhyme or whatever yeah peppa pig exactly what you end up seeing is like all these bright primary colors that are just absolutely oversaturated so it's like already little kids are getting just like this candy like coloration 
But uh, meanwhile, you have something like Ranger, which I really like how uh, uh, Mass Bastard said it. But just take a look at this as well. This color design from uh, two of the uh, uh, two of the uh, creatures there in Ranger. So this uh, goat-like uh, uh, wizard guy over here. Just look at that color green, the... Uh, this uh, woodsy color and this vampire guy next to him, like Geo, as an artist, you, you know what yeah. I'm saying, right? Like you see that this is like really aesthetically pleasing to the eye and it's subtle. They're not using bright colors over here. And like, this is something that transferred into the costume designs. So this is something that I think does make a difference in how people go about life. I could be stretching it. I don't know, like uh, Billy uh, Griffchop. I mean, Griffchop, you're a professional uh, artist in terms of t-shirt design. So like, wh what do you guys think? Uh, I'm just reminded of that article that came out recently about uh, apparently like little kids watched so much Pe Peppa Pig during the pandemic that they developed British accents, oh, like Amer <laughs> American kids. <laughs> yeah, but it's I mean, it's it's wild the, the amount of um, just the amount of pacification that goes on, which is the constant access to those screens and those in those colors. Like you go to any restaurant and the kids there aren't engage aren't, aren't you know they're they're to shut them up the, the parents will just like put a screen in front of them and yeah. like i remember i remember i made a post being like talking about how disturbing that was and i got a lot of pushback from people being like oh it's just the same thing as when i was a latchkey kid and got put in front of the tv it's like oh, no it isn't the, the screen no. the screen travels with you now and there's all and there's a class element to it too because you know working class people they don't have the time to parent their kids because both people have to work so they just put them in front of an ipad and then that's that's the parent um and you, there, there's a reason like the technological elite they don't set, they send their kids to schools without screens like they they know these things are are, are mm. evil and will rock yeah wasn't it uh, steve jobs didn't want his kids to have the iphone yeah, no, they they all like all of the the technocrats. They they send the the private schools in like Silicon Valley. They're, to send their they're kids probably to. Uh, micro dosing yeah. LSD to those kids. They're probably yeah, opening yeah. up portals in their third eye so that so they Timothy will Leary be the, wanted. Yeah, well, yeah, I but, think but they're letting they them run be... around in the woods too. Like, yeah, they're it's basically because it's tra no longer... training them. They're training them to become like the priests of the technocracy, like the high priests of the new mm. ancient Egypt, where they're going to be the ones that are going to be running things. And they're not going to be addicted to the same things that the plebs are. It's like we're, we're returning to like Sumer or something where there's the technological priesthood, the only ones who can actually read and think for themselves. And the rest of the masses are just controlled by the by, by the um, instructions that are handed down to them. And the, yeah. the delivery mechanism is just yeah, the, that that more the, fluid now. The rest like is always on the damn phone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They charge their phone, eat hot chip, lie, eat hot chip. Mm. What is hot? Twerk chip? and lie. Yeah. Oh, you, you never heard that one about women? That all they do is charge their phone, eat hot chip, and lie. Twerk on TikTok <laughs> and lie. Yeah. But Billy, uh, you're pot. Um, podcast um you're <laughs> when are you having a podcast billy you should Blog. get a podcast yeah when's griffcast come out griffcast. <laughs> no i i actually have a um i'm co-host on a on a uh, culture podcast garbage in garbage out we, we look at we basically just watch shitty movies and shit posts about them nice. um so yeah uh, that's at uh giggo podcast if you want to check that out nice giggo, awesome. giggo podcast. um yeah but like Billy, it's Giggo, uh, by the way, with an Giggo. O. Giggo. G Giggo. Giggo. Yeah, not, not Geo Podcast. Welcome yeah, we're to not, Giggo. We're not jacking your brand. Yeah. <laughs> but um, 
I wanted to ask your so your early um writings were mostly like manosphere centric when they were I think that's like right around the time I discovered you around like 2015. Okay, um, yeah. And so like I wonder like all of you like all of us having like previous experience maybe not love but like in the like not in the manosphere or like around it or like no You're other. in the manosphere? I, I I was heavy into it for a little bit. Um what when would happen? First, yeah, go ahead, Billy. Just it's just when you first get kind of tuned into stuff that maybe you independently worth suspecting, just just yeah. by living your life and seeing situations play out with yourself and your friends, and you you're having these thoughts that are so counter to the mainstream narrative that were yeah. kind of taught taught since birth. I, I for a while thought I was I mean I'm not gonna say a prophet, but like I thought I was too before I found the manosphere when I was just on mainstream internet. I thought I was just tuned into something that no one else was. Cause it's like, mm. no one, no one was talking about, uh, you know, male, female dynamics in, in, in this way. And like, I'm not saying I was all the way there without the manosphere, but like just, just seeing like even three quarters of it was so it was, it was a strange experience. So then when you find the manosphere, it's like, you don't want to leave because now you finally found people to talk about this stuff who, have you know sometimes know a little more than you sometimes you have yeah. stuff to share with them and it's like you kind of do get like sucked into it for for a period of time and and it's funny because like there were some like ancient posters like um anonymous conservative but that's not really man i guess so um angry harry r.i.p uh it's just like what happened to the manosphere why did it like totally fall apart like i guess i'm asking this to everybody like it seems like kind of discourse is like past us now it still remains in like some grifting like pua circles or like sigma <laughs> grind set or whatever but like <laughs> why why what happened to the manosphere because it seems that like some of like the guys that were in pua the, that train they either like sold out and became libs or some of them like actually became like far-right religious types like roosh so I right. wonder, like, what happened? Is it just that that discourse isn't acceptable anymore? Or is it that there was, like, severe limitations to, like, I don't know, talking about, like, fucking hypergamy and how women are, like, you know, if they have short hair, that's, uh, you're damaged or whatever. I don't know. Well, damaged. I mean, <laughs> I think in any sphere, there's, like, an expiration. Um, there's probably yeah. an expiration date on the language. Yeah, so, even Frog Twitter has, yeah. So like a lot of the, the ways that we would talk about this stuff, the language that we would use, even the word value, you know, someone called Oh God, me Matt Forty's uh, in the chat. Shout out to Matt Forty. <laughs> oh man. What's up, Thank Matt? Thank you, brother. Yeah. It died in 2013. That, anyways, go ahead, Billy. Sorry. Uh, you know, someone actually on Twitter called me out the other day for using the term value. And they're like, you know, you sound cringe. You sound manosphere. And for a second, I'm like, man, I really do. But how else would you, how else would you say that? You know? And it's true, like the, the old adage, men love women and women love value, you know. Mm. Um, but it does sound cringe to say in 2021. And I think that's that's a problem that it does. A lot of it comes off as that cringe. one guy got ratioed into oblivion for saying that, that like the Paglia quote that men create value, women have value, men create it or something like that. I forget. Right. There was somebody, uh, I don't remember who, no, it was a producer that I know who at a sushi restaurant, and he's gay, but he told me that his theory is that men, since they cannot give birth, they cannot create life, 
they compensate by creating art instead. Mm. Well, I think why do women create art? I mean, Caravaggio well, I, I, th- I comes think there's, uh, yeah, I mean, women definitely create art, but I think his point was that there's more of an incentive for men since they cannot create life to right. uh, create art instead. Like mm. uh, for yourself, Billy, where would you say, because you describe it as a masculine thing, this process of uh, creation, uh, can you elaborate on that? Like why, why do you describe it as masculine? Oh, man. Um the process, the process of creation. Um, you know, I, I, I don't exactly know uh, exactly what you mean, but I do feel that um, I think anyone kind of aging into their second half of life without children, I, I do feel uh, they, they, there's like a, you know, kind of like an almost burning sensation to have to do something. Um, you know, some people, I guess, uh, travel or just really, really dive deep into consumption. But I think that, you know, if, if you feel like you need to do something with your life, I think that, you know, creating art is, is uh, kind of like almost satisfactory, you know. Hmm. You I hear that? You, you, that. you hear yeah, that, that, ladies? Don't get a dog and say, my baby has paws. Oh, and then, and, and then, you think, know, don't travel. You know, Women be art. traveling. I who do, cares I do. about the classism and banality of wanderlust where you too can pet drugged up tigers in northern Thailand? Make art. Don't 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 be a jerk like that, ladies and jerks. You heard it here first. Yeah. Not I, Thailand, I think... not not the uh, Philippines, you know, don't do the Philippines. Spend more time uh anyway, I'm not gonna get into that. <laughs> are you kind of fucking are you fucking serious, lad? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm oh joking. my god! I, I kid. I kid. It's okay. Oh. What's going on with the Philippines? So I do oh, think dry, that. Dry stitching. Matt, I'm so sorry, Matt. Please, I'm. Oh god. Anyways, <laughs> I go jest. Ahead. It's a jest. It's a goof. Oh. I do think that women are more naturally, especially modern women, are more naturally consumers because um I mm. do I do recall <laughs> I do recall this from my book where I feel Dude. like they kind of look at at uh, life as like an endless summer camp bucket list where you're, <laughs> you know, you're just constantly, you're just constantly looking to like, how much more life do I have that I could go here and do this? I could, I could have this experience. I could take pictures of this experience. Like I, I do feel that women do skew more toward that because in their younger years, women are really just pure consumers in their younger years. Um, and, and why not? If I was given the keys to the kingdom and able to kind of live out a rock star fantasy, who would it? You know? Well, so what like type of women? Like mostly you're talking about white women, right? Oh, well, yeah, I, that's that's probably like generally what I talk about. But, you know, they I, I mean, when you're and when you're a fairly attractive young white woman, you are the world's rock star. Yeah. You go everywhere you go. People smile down on you. People are ready to be kind to you. People are ready to be friendly to you. I mean, like, imagine living like that. Wouldn't you fall into a rut of expecting life to be pure consumption? Decadence, yeah. Mm. Well, there is an interesting thing if we're looking at it from a spiritual perspective. The idea of male energy and female energy. Where female energy is described as just being like this uh, cycle of uh, nature. Like the uh, whole cycle of uh, birth, uh, death, all that. And uh, male energy would be like 
at least the way that it's seen, let's say, in Hinduism, is that the male energy would be like Shiva. It would be absolute stillness, while at the same time, it's also something that brings order to the chaos of the female energy. So if you ever take a look at the uh, Sri Yantra, and I could even post it here, the uh, Sri Yantra has uh, all of these uh, flower petals and all of this circular chaotic energy, but then it also has this uh, square that uh, contains that energy, and at the same time, it also has that pinpoint right in the center, which I think stands for uh, Shiva. It just stands for this, like, the uh, Ein Sof, as they describe it in uh, the Kabbalah, this focal point out of which everything comes out of, but which itself is complete nothingness. So this is the uh, example of the Sri Yantra right here, just so you know what I'm talking about. And it is in a way kind of like what we're doing here, where human beings are making order out of chaos. And in a way, like, do you see, uh, Billy, that also being the job of artists? Do you see artists as also making order out of chaos? Um, I mean, like I said before, the, the, the best artist is absorbing everything from the world around them and unconsciously making something kind of from that. And if you can, if you want to consider that creating order from chaos, I think that that sounds about right. But I do think the, the, the best artist is kind of just, um, you know, just, just creating art and letting the, the world kind of then see it and judge it and, and interpret it. Absolutely. I mean, it is interesting that also the hemispheres of the brain, where you have like the left hemisphere and the right one, the right one is supposedly the one that, uh, you know, people talk about women's intuition, like this uh, whole force of something that you don't really know where it's from. It's like you're speaking to the gods. It's like you're getting certain things out there from the uh, new sphere. But then it's up to the left brain to start making sense of it. Otherwise, if there wouldn't be any left hemisphere, if there wouldn't be any rationalization of whatever signals we're getting, then I think people end up being more puppets or more, let's say, animals to whichever passions happen to go in there. So... Like, I do think that there is something uh, biological, but also spiritual or psychological, whatever you want to say, at work here. Like, uh, what do you think, Gio? About what? About, um... About like, ma male-female energies, because you've also read Young and all that. Yeah, yeah, like... yeah. Well, no, I think there's... Yeah, there is a marked difference. I mean, even the way... I mean, I hope not being too controversial here, but I think even the way that women and men create art there, there's a lot of, um, even like zero HP Lovecraft said this once, there's a lot of like personal experience and a lot of emotional sort of musing with women who create art. There's always inevitably that like wall of the personal and the emotion, the emotive and the psychological. Whereas men, I think have the ability to abstract themselves and can sort of, be more in tune with a muse that isn't demanding of like their personal makeup to in order to create something like just by nature a man can who is an artist can sort of see outside of themselves a little bit i mean i hope i'm not being too uncharitable i mean maybe mm. certain women can do this but well a uh, grift shop when it comes to the uh women in uh, your life do you notice that uh, there are women who are kind of like going with the flow? But then again, like, I think that somebody in your position, same with uh, uh, James Healy, 
you guys are going to be probably in good company. You guys are probably going to be in the company of people in general who are going to be smarter than the average bear. But do you still notice certain trends that, let's say, even if women are aware that this is just something that they have to play along with, they still end up playing along with it just because it is the trend, just so toes don't get stepped on like because that's the one thing that i find uh could be wrong about this but that uh women in general tend to have a more agreeable nature so they're not going to go out of their way to step out of uh, certain conventions if there's no reason to um i mean i can just speak to my own perspective on making art you know as as a man i guess like i i grew up drawing and that was like a thing that i would do outside of the whole you know like i, I grew up in a in a very like uh you know, I, I grew up in a small liberal college town, you know, a lot of academic pressure, not from my parents, but from like this sort of community and just this, this sense of, you know, like where you are and, and where you're going. And art was something like drawing was something I did completely outside of that, just for my own pleasure and enjoyment and satisfaction. And then I sort of got away from that as, you know, I, I went through college and then getting into the workforce and whatnot, but then finding the way, finding my way back to that through like the grift shop and through designing and, 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 and uh, the, the merch and whatnot, like it filled a part of me that had been, that I'd like gotten away from. So it's almost like, like you, you talking about that, um, that sense of like stillness that, mm -hmm. you know, you know, that, um, that sort of like masculine energy, like when I'm in the flow of making art or designing something like it's, like it's you're you you feel you disappear into it and you don't feel like your yourself is there anymore and like the idea may have come from like the the ether that you're surrounded in but in the moment when you're actually making it you feel like you've you've disappeared and, and you're a spirit of pure creation and you're like um and that's and in and, and in my perspective like if you're this sort of creative minded person like that's sort of the meaning to life itself you know, the ability to bring something out of nothing and to, and to like lose yourself in it and then be left with this thing that you've made that you've contributed to the, to the, you know, um, to the like, you know, cultural mm. presence of humanity. Um, but, you know, like, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think I, you know, yeah, obviously like, yeah, well, I'm, you know, we're, keeping, keeping pretty good, good company here with, as, as, as far as, um, you know, uh, based women, I guess. Yeah, but, that's uh, true. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but no, like, you know, I, I totally, that, that we were talking earlier about that archetype of like the hedonistic woman who, who travels for p pleasure and doesn't, you know, and that's sort of the end all be all itself. Like I've definitely, known that like I've dated a lot of like liberal women and that is I mean I'm reflecting particularly on my last girlfriend like that's completely the mold you know just like uh you know taking taking SSRIs because they're depressed all the time and oh, yeah. uh and you know seeking meaning in travel and and uh and and all of that is backed up by the economic ability to do so because you can't if you're if you know you you have more material concerns on the day to day, you can't right. think you 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 can't think about travel. You think about like oh I, I need to, you know I I I need to uh, do this work to um, mm. make sure my personal economic balance sheet allows me to survive day to day. But but you know we're talking about you know white women in particular. I guess you know they're the they're the ones who are being um advantaged the most by the way our current society is set up and the way people relate to each other so they're gonna not have those concerns as much so they can their their economic well-being is relatively taken care of so they can then then pursue per, 
pursue these other frivolous ah, things. R- reminder that wealth is the one true privilege, you see? Uh, wealth <laughs> privilege. Oh, tax the rich. Well, speaking of a combination of- <laughs> and, and looks, I think that's probably <laughs> yeah, even better. Well, well, well speaking of be. a combination of those three things, wealth, looks, and grift, you guys are aware of this uh, Instagram account, one of my favorites, Super Snake. It used to be called Super Slutty Snake back in the day. And uh, they document the lives of the uh, very, very wealthy and how uh, certain uh, girls get to such a level that they would complain about the size of a, a certain yacht if they are used to having much more impressive yachts and much more impressive... Fuck uh, out of here. God yes, damn it. I remember much Turkey Tom recently did a video on that one streamer that makes like two million dollars a month Oof. going through her house what's her name she does these fucking oh is that a uh, nicolo no not was well that... her too but like yeah. um she's not a political streamer she's like just some dumb vapid whatever a she's c like... word a hairy oh, c i forget word. what her name Her is. paging harry c word by the way this is one of the memes on uh super snakes <laughs> 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 It's true though the NGO to like the rich girl to NGO pipeline is real. That's the, that's the terrifying aspect of our like modern world is that the white white rich or racially ambiguous rich girl to NGO pipeline is fucking endless. It's terrible. Mm. I I do I do want to plug though since this is the grift stream. Do you remember that Playboy bunny girl whose picture I posted uh, with mm. me in it? Mm-hmm. So we still uh, don't answer though why the manosphere died. Oh, well, right, right before that, I just want to do a quick plug to Chick Chien Chateau. This is an organization to uh, help out uh, elderly uh, dogs. So I'm in full support of this, and this is something that is done by Nicole Patrick, that girl who was uh, posing uh, uh, there. And it says over here, it's a foster-based rescue founded in 2014, specializing in saving dogs that have been overlooked on death row. Uh, they transport these helpless dogs from uh, national and national areas, uh, so on and so forth. And here is a picture of uh, her with the dog. You saw the picture of her with me. Here is the picture of her with the dog. We should get her on BTR, by the oh. way. Oh, wow. But this is, this is the picture right here. So, she still looks good. Yeah, she's cute. Yeah. So this is one charity I would definitely support since we're grifting. I might as well talk about that. But anyway, back, <laughs> I'd to, like back to, to the pet Manosphere. that puppy dog of hers. Back puppies! to the I just remember fucking Jerry the King Lawler like, puppies! Oh, puppies! Whoa! Bra panties match! And then what that a, was what? a great diss when Tessa Blanchard fought Gail Kim and, and even though I fucking hate when she was a champion, um, where she was like, just because you could put on a headlock in the age of bra and panties matches, it's like, oh, that's such a diss to Gail Kim. Cause like Gail Kim really was like the one that helped like establish legitimacy to female wrestlers in America or like one of them. But sorry, I'm just fucking going off. There was this weird time in the early two thousands where there was like porn stars interacting with wrestling like xpw is one of them where they would get like the fucking porn stars because rob black owned xpw sorry go ahead and don't forget one night in china oh god one night in china Uh, Billy, just, you watched yeah. XPW. But, oh, sorry, Griff Shop. Yeah, oh, no, I was just saying that we were, you know, we were, we were talking um, white girl hedonistic adventures on vacation. I'm at, I'm wearing my, my ghost jail shirt right now. Oh, Listen there you to go. Ghost oh, jail. Shout out to Birdo. The, the, the vacation episode, fantastic. Stain Haynes, the great bit on that. Um, I'm, on the, yeah. I'm on the school one and the, and the Birdo Center one. So got mm. to plug ghost jail as well. I love when Stained does the bits on ghost jail. Not to like insult him based on ethnicity or whatever, but like 
that when he does the bits about um like he's either a janitor or like a cleanup person or like a delivery guy or like he's like um I'm just doing my job here. It's fucked up and reality sucks, but it's like who knows, right? Like he's a I he's a municipal he's... like housing authority, like yeah, examining the examining like the zoning laws regarding the Birdo Center. <laughs> oh <laughs> god. That actually happened. There was a mansion. I think like was it Matt Forney that talked about it back in the day? There was like a mansion in Vancouver or something where a gay porn star like rented it out. And it was like covered like head to toe in like bodily fluids. Wow. <laughs> oh god. Oh but There's um a famous story so... about uh Howie Mandel's son. Howie Mandel had his son house sit his vacation home for him for a month. And Howie Mandel's son rented it out to porn studios to do uh shoots. Oh my god, considering the state of Howie Mandel, how he approaches oh, Yes. How he approaches germophobia. <laughs> yeah. What he is he doing that. now? Like, that's yeah. what Howie oh, by the way, says. Howie like, Mandel... Oh my god, this is the I'll have to, to burn this place. I can never go here again. <laughs> but on Howie the other Mandel, hand, he but, loved yeah. his son. He was so proud. He's yeah. like, That's my boy. That's my Look boy. At him. By the way, Howie Mandel must have had such an amazing time after the uh yeah, after the Backstreet Boys world tour outbreak. Oh God! That is now that was... everyone becomes like his hypochondria. Now yeah. we are all Howie Mandel. <laughs> I, I just remember now vividly back death. in the day when Matt Forney used to have his old podcast, where he was like the way he said it though it was hilarious. He's like, "You have like Instagram models that sheiks in Iran or sorry, sheiks in Qatar are paying to shit on them." It's like, what? <laughs> It's like, oh my god! There's like Instagram influencer models that like rich Arab sheiks from Saudi Arabia like fly them over to uh, do to some like water a, sports with. You mean to you mean to use them as a human human toilet? To, to use them as a human toilet for twenty thousand oh for a weekend, and rates aren't always negotiated in the DMs. By the yeah, way, all right? Yeah. Oh my god! And then like fucking. The best part was when he had the fucking disaster stream with Jim Goad. And, he, and like they kept bringing up how like Jim Goad was like a little kid or whatever with, with some like black kid neighbor. And like him and, and uh, I think it was Baked Alaska kept saying like Jim Goad and a little black boy. Oh, God. I can't say it on YouTube. Sorry. I'm just fucking. Oh, okay. So, so I'm going off. To prevent Geo from getting uh, the, the the little hook and pulled off the stage from YouTube Center, centers, I just wanna <laughs> I wanna chime in on on the OCD of Howie Mandel. Do my part, buddy. I I've I've always found the OCD <laughs> of uh, of Mark Summers to be kind of amazing because that dude was the host of Double Dare, and oh, I don't know God, if any yeah, of it's the grossest dare. show of all dude, time. They were those terrible. Super- <laughs> What was it super slimy edition? Yep. Every every day oh. must have been every day must have been like harrowing Vietnam like war flashback levels of like panic for that dude. That was worse like, than Fear Factor. Yo, yo, I found that... out the other day that uh they brought it back like two years ago. They had some YouTube oh, gal God. like some YouTube gal with millions of subscribers that I've never heard of hosted the show for two or three years. Never heard of it, and I thought, oh man, that's that's where we're at in culture. Hey, hey, where remember, gal can, where, where damn devil dare could come back, and none of us, nobody in my sphere, nobody talked about it, nobody heard about it, no, there was nothing. 
No kids, like, like you know, no kids were like, hey, have you heard about Double Dare? Hey, yeah, no, the, kids no, the kids have no role at all when it comes to all these shows. Like weird that MTV they're bringing shows, back. they're gone. Yeah, nobody yeah. cares about them but these Gen Xers that remember them and think that, yeah. oh, this is going to really hey, oh, hey, Do you remember Girls Gone Wild? Oh, hey. Do you remember when they fucking did Woodstock 99 and they fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was right. a total well, piece of shit. Oh, the, the fucking oh, HBO hit piece. Well, I could oh, go they're on trying to cancel DMX for making uh, white yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that was an act of racial solidarity <laughs> uh, till Obama had to bring back racism. I'm not joking. That HBO hit piece, actually, I, I wanted to do an episode with Adam Lair about it. It was so disastrous. I hated every fucking second of it. At the very end, you know how you could tell the kayfabe was, the mask was slipping? When they praised in the same year guess what started fucking coachella and they're like oh well coachella's the progressive and the nice and and they fucking i remember that story my old friend back in the day he's not on youtube anymore he left bernard chapin i remember he said the story about how this like fucking socialite spent like a hundred grand on uh plastic surgery just to go to coachella like damn Real, anyway, real, sorry, Billy. No, no, uh, uh, oh, sorry, I'm, Stan. Sorry. I, I, I'm I'm sorry to interrupt quickly, but Charlie, um, remember when uh, American Gladiators had a brief but but forgettable yeah, comeback during the writer strike? Hogan. Yes, it I used was to Hulk watch it. Wasn't it? Uh, it was Hulk Hogan. Muhammad Ali's uh, daughter, I think. Muhammad Ali's daughter, and what's her face was one of the uh, the Gladiators. Uh, one oh, of the God, original the Gladiators. That, the one uh, that was on uh, uh, the the Disney Channel thing. Ice that, that, Jazz. That um, what's his name? Genius. Gina Carano, Carino. Who's the bodybuilding guy that Italian people gal. say he's a fake natty? Who's that guy? Nitro. Uh, he was the gladiator. I think they were all on fucking roids, dude. Oh, I know, but yeah. like, no, no, no. Yeah, Actually, there's, spoiler, there's spoiler. No every, for, everyone uh, in the '80s was just jacked, wearing fucking tight singlets all day, every day. <laughs> all right, N- never leg day either. It was a, it was a better time back then. I mean, remember uh, what's his name, time. Sylvester, Sylvester Stallone in that action movie Rambo. I mean, he must have been taking. That was not natural, right? No, oh, no, 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 all no. natural. Uh, that was Rambo, natural. Rambo four is where, like, at the age of fifty three, he has trouble walking through doorways. Even yeah. though in the first Rambo, he just looked like uh, I. Uh, he could easily pass as like a scrappy Vietnam vet who saw things that'll haunt him in this life and the next. <laughs> yeah, but by Rambo three, he's the most jacked dude ever. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know what's funny though is that I want I wanted to get back to the minister, but the. I was um there was this one comment because of the recent fucking Met Gala uh Clara Devinia, the fucking peg the patriarchy. Oh. oh someone commented on my post about how it's ironic that Clea Devinia has this fucking feminist like, you know, it's totally overplayed, right? But she was the arch the postmodern archetype of the manic pixie dream girl in paper towns, right? And someone said it's funny because the like radlib like reddit bug man they bug man they, yeah they created <laughs> yeah. the the nerd bug man the the nerd wazi um again another term i stole from the uh thinker of ironies you know who i'm talking about um they created the manic pixie dream girl and i said that it was in stark contrast to the male fantasy of the 80s which was like conan hulk hogan where it was purely a masculine driven the, the woman leads and nowadays the manic pixie dream girl is the man is a weak nerd 
and the woman leads you into this realm of wonder and possibility. And right. of course, you know, the Daily Dot and mm. Jezebel call it like secretly like nerdist sexism, which is kind of true. It is like, not that I was give Lindy West any credit for anything, but like, it is true that it's like this. Yeah, there you go. Typical millennial couple right there. But uh, Shrek does not look <laughs> yeah. like a pixie. So somewhere along the line, I guess the pixiness must be on the inside as opposed to the outside. Yeah. Inside, but, it's the pixie. Outside, it's the ogre. But uh, I wanted to hear Griff Shop and Bill. Well, Billy and then Griff Shop on your mm -hmm. uh, then Stained and Charles. Uh, what you guys think of this? Why is the Manic Pixie Dream Girl such a powerful archetype nowadays with millennials and Zoomers? I Zoomers, I mm. well Zoomers, you become your own Manic Manic Pixie. Yeah, but yeah. now there's also an addition of anime. Okay, you become your own Pixie Dream Girl. Bimbofication, it always comes back well. to bimbofication with us, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. You, you mean the, the the Manic Pixie Dream Girl industrial complex? Is that what's behind this all? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, Bernard. I talked to Bernard, yeah. and uh, I, 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 his, yeah, his viewership. Uh, I, I feel sorry. Um, I would love to have had Bernard. I actually, one of the very first podcasts I was ever on was Bernard's show. So uh, shout out to my boy, Bernard Chapin. I hope he's doing well in life. I think I still have him Facebook. Uh, Anyways, is, it Chapin, ahead, is it Chapin uh, or is it Chapang? Chapin. Anyway. Chapin. Everybody pour out a 40 for, uh, for, for, his, uh, for Gio's homie, all right? For Bernard. Yeah. yeah, the algorithm fucked him over. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> Anyways, um. Sorry, I'm, I'm interrupting. Fellas, let, let the okay, let the the people with good heads on their shoulders chime in first, and then you can have Queen's Trash and a Mask chime in last. All right. Oh, you can go first, Dane. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right, then, fine. Yeah. Lead lead with the weakest. Okay, I like where this is going. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I think one reason why it's such a weird, like, all right, I think the manic pixie dream girl is something that allows. It's an archetype that allows people to look some people to look back at an earlier point in time where they knew a woman or a young woman that I guess if you round up fits that mold. So then play preying on the oncoming crisis of confidence in the middle age of men, there's this weird, like uh, wanting to stay young and to prove to themselves that they mm. still got it. So then they go, we, they, we all they, know the free spirited they, they, gals that are, uh, untamable, I'll Art say it that way. The ones right. that are right, right, bug but, but, ignorant. Yeah, but, then, uh, you know. but, but then, but but BPD that... and ecstasy. Sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so re reminder, uh, BPD stands for best pussy disorder. You heard it here first. All right, <laughs> it's bad pussy <laughs> disorder. But, but I think, but I think it my allows... best friend showed me the five hundred days of summer. I wanted to fucking. And oh, I was, I was going to mention that because like, I mean, the, the, the sort of millennial holdover of that archetype, like you can see it in like Natalie Portman in Garden State, I think is what yeah. people point to as the, as the progenitor of that. And then obviously- What was the Art Ho film? Um, what was the name? Uh, start with an A. Someone should do an edit of that. Uh, uh, someone should do an edit of that, uh, of that scene from Days and Confused where Matthew McConaughey's like, um, I get older, but all the manic pixie dream girls stay at the same age. <laughs> yeah. that, 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 that articulates my point I was trying to make. Uh, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Mm. Good TED Talk. Uh, so, well, um, well, she, she, she over here, she over here, by the way, Natalie Portman, she looks pretty happy. But the three over here above, at least judging by these screenshots. Emil, you know, Emil, seem, that's from Emil. That's they film. seem kind of uh, judgmental. 
but I don't know. Oh, yeah. That's so just my I take. guess I guess the shift I guess the shift happened there because like you can I mean we're we're talking about a lot of that the sort of stance that these uh, you know new new women have to them. It's it's very like almost like masculine in a way, you know, the very yes. imperious, the very imperious facial expression, you know, the, that sort of stoicness to it and, and domineering. So it's a lot about dominance. It's a lot like, um, so yeah, no, I, I think, These you know, pointing out the power difference. dynamics. Yeah. Does, did, yeah. Did the Manic Pixie Dream Girl follow the trend of the badass woman in action movies? Mm. The only example I can think of, which and, and my an excellent question, Billy. All right, the only example I can think of of this is probably my favorite female action uh, uh, character in fiction ever, and it's Barbara from the 1990 Night of the Living Dead remake. Okay, what I adore about yeah, her, really? what mm. I adore about her is that at the end of Act One, she goes from shrieking victim to fucking player one. At the beginning of Act Three, she basically figures out, oh. Uh, I could have speed ran this entire thing. They're small. Uh, they're slow. You just have to fucking serpentine and get out the fucking cabin. And I've always been let down why people are always like Samus and Ripley and Captain Assless Marvel, but no one ever brings up Barbara. Barbara's the best of them oh, all. Oh, Barbara and from she that remake was so good. And she had short hair. If oh, you, one of my weaknesses. There's a great comic book stain that's all about, that's a follow up to that particular adaptation. And the ending of the comic book, she she finds her way into Washington, D.C. The end of the comic book, she meets the new president of the United States, Charles Manson. Oh, God. Oh, that's it is a fantastically dumb, Amazing. fun comic book. If, you can track that Night of the Living Dead comic down. If you go oh. to my uh, Content Minded Volume 1 of my blog, I, I moved to Substack. I have to write something for it. Um, I recently got back into writing. I'm going to be featured in the print edition of Man's World magazine. Nice. Nice. Awesome. Hell yeah. Yeah, with eleven different paintings, it's a visual essay. Um, Wait, I, did you just say love in different paintings? I didn't know that. Eleven different paintings of invest uh, okay. in love. Well, no, they're paintings. <laughs> yeah, invest in love. There's they're different paintings based off of uh, Handsome based? Thursday by Bronze Age Perfect. Um, I wrote this review back in like twenty. I want to say twenty seventeen on paper towns you could find it in content minded volume one never got published in thermidor mag because honestly it was like too raw where i fucking like tear this piece of shit apart but clea davinia's character kara davinia like she is think of this for a moment she is the nerdy misunderstood girl but she is the most popular girl in the school that is the ultimate pixie dream girl fantasy the mm. woman who is an outcast but, but also the most popular, still popular. Mm. yeah yeah we also we also had a comment from chigis cobb who says amelie how could i forget amelie, amelie yes that was the beginning of the art there are some like woke poc women is woke that a mocks. meal excuse me is that a meal or am i just a dumbass it's amelie Amelie, Amelie yeah. have French. I been reading it wrong in my head? See, you led <laughs> yeah. with the fucking weakest. I'm telling you, we can't into English not all good time. What what is? The, but that's the thing, like with the the art hoe with the pixie dream girl, like like a uh, griff shop said, it is like a very it's an inversion of those roles where now the female protagonist is dragging you in. But at the end of the day, it's still the ironically, it's a more second order like demure male gaze where now. <laughs> Like the male gaze is like in the cuck chair is mm. like from from the back is like importing sexuality upon 
the female archetype. It's no longer like the bimbo in the eighties action film that like, you know, you slaughter um, Mendoza's uh, Codri. Mendoza. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mendoza. In the case of Scott Pilgrim versus the world, you had Ramon, the flowers and her 10 boyfriends, yeah. including a girlfriend. So total, total roasty. Oh, sorry. I'm not gonna, here's <laughs> the thing. She I admire supposed to be like a teenager in that. Like, wasn't she yeah. supposed to be like 17 and he was in his like twenties. She so just got ran through by all the cultural subgenres. The vegan Chad, culture. the football player, the meathead. So, mm. Oh, sorry. Would you say the, Chuck? uh, the guy that owned the record label, uh, what was yeah. this? Jason Schwartzman. Oh God. It was Jason. Oh God. Oh, no. he, he, he gave her the american pie treatment no oh no this is the guy uh it's not that guy this is rushmore it's that guy now here's the thing this is a controversial statement and it's going to reaffirm my my sympathy. um i feel like women that share these spaces with us i think they're a more honest breed than the trad thought and i would include the the one account that you all are thinking of that everyone hates, but I, I, she's nice to me. I, I like her. Some of mm. her takes, um, you know, you know what I'm talking about, right? Obviously, you know, right? Lev, maybe Rad, Fe- no, <laughs> Rad Femme Hitler. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> I think like there are women who are very honest about the mistakes they've made in life. They're not the trad thought that the cottage core trad thought of old that puts on this like radiant pastiche of. Uh, virginity and and fealty to their religion or race yeah it's a total larp chicken's cop has a good comment here by the way amelie and garden state was to the girls in my high school what fight club and boondock saints was to the guys oh my god (laughs) wisdom from the crowd but oh that that's kind of like heathers for billy's generation Mm. and i made an exception this time because that was a particularly good comment but in general i implore you guys to send us your tweets we got a 99.99 dollar donation today which i am eternally grateful for if anybody here wants to send super chats we're going to read super chats towards the end and i really appreciate you guys supporting us patreon.com slash break the rules billy you wrote about heathers didn't you you know, I never, I never got around to writing about Heather's. It wasn't really a movie I grew up with, so I don't have a. Oh, I don't Heather's is huge, man. Like Heather's, every, what, what every, was every your, dumb, like, uh, uh, I'm sorry, every man oh, pixie dream girl from the '90s. That was their movie. They loved yeah. Heather's, they, mm. and I feel like um, the craft as well. Oh, the yes, that was yes! Them, those they fucking ruined it. Oh, I fucking love that right movie. Unironically. Sorry, go. I'm I'm freaking out right now. They fucking ruined the Zoomer craft. They fucking ruined it. Damn it. We need to we need to re, re, uh, return to Heather's uh, school shooters. That's mm. over uh, school bombers. That's yes. That's, <laughs> that's, we need to level up. Uh, yes. All right, guys. So I gotta be um I gotta be heading out. I gotta make dinner. All right, oh, Billy. God. Before before you, have you to head come out, back, Billy. Absolutely. Before you head out, though, I have a uh, one final question. Absolutely. Why che- why Chevy Chase? As as the avatar, you know Chevy Chase from Vacation is just such a, a particular character. Like Chevy Chase is very masculine, but he's like an idiot. So he's um, <laughs> yeah. It kind of brings like about a, a certain presence to his character because he'll do something stupid and he'll screw things up. He'll say, you know, oh right, well I meant to do that, and he'll kind of just move forward with things. It's like a very forward moving character. 
and like that's kind of how vacation like that that's how it kind of unfolds right he's just constantly yeah. making mistakes but he's figuring it out along the way and i don't know i just i love that presence to yeah. chase i think that's well, hilarious and well he so, he's kind of an asshole as a person from what i understand but <laughs> i've I heard he's see- difficult I've heard that too, yeah. Mm. It's too but, I, but I definitely see that confidence within both him and you could say even like this uh, vacation character. It's not like this uh, pushover schlub right. that just takes it. I liked when you called that guy Tenderfoot. In, uh, do you remember that uh, that one scene where they were in that saloon? Dude, that's, that's the scene that, that from my avatar. Yeah. He, he makes this obnoxious face when he calls the guy Tenderfoot. I think that's my avatar. I think that's like he has that cowboy hat on and he smiles to Russ. I've always always loved uh, that character because like Jackie Chan, he has to take his lumps along the way. He's not infallible. He's not like... Exactly. He's not like Rambo. He's not a Mary Sue. And I think these pixie girls are of a Mary Sue variety, which Mm. is why I think there is this uh, negative feedback towards them. That's that's all I got to say there. I don't know. But uh, Billy Pratt, thank you so much for coming in. Thank I you love your book. Our you boy, to come Billy. Back. Everybody, everybody, please buy Welcome to Hell and uh, please support it? please support Welcome this man. Hell. Thank you. Follow me at Kill to Party on Twitter. Yes. Billy's oh, been guys. killing it on Twitter. He's had tweets blow up just by saying Welcome to Hell. My hell God. Yeah. Who would have guessed it? All, all these years of trying to put together original content on twitter and it's a no no that's how, that's how you do twitter it Twitter works with gimmicks that's what you oh, gotta have is, everybody needs who, a gimmick yeah, who is the artist by the way who drew that uh casey anthony uh scarlet woman that is matt lawrence um i'm blanking on his twitter but um he does all of the he's really really good he did uh delicious tacos the pussy yes, as the well pussy. as yeah Finally, some good news. Finally, some good news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so Matt, Matt Lawrence is the man. Um, he does all of the Terror House stuff. So he follow him on Twitter, too. He's, he's absolutely fantastic. Excellent. And you know what? That, uh, that uh, picture on the book cover, I know it's Casey Anthony, but regardless yes. of Casey Anthony herself, I think that's kind of a sexy-looking lady. Uh-oh, like here way, we you know, go. She's pretty... I mean, oh, no, I'm just being honest here. Are you saying you want to be chloroformed and left at Met Woman's truck? <laughs> oh. No, I'm not talking about Casey Anthony. I'm talking about the lady on the cover, which is based <laughs> on her visually. But I'm just yes. saying, like, she's she's got that red dress on. She's got it those, humanizes uh, Casey those Anthony. Big, Oh, yeah. yeah. Big, big succubus energy. There you, go. Yeah, there you go. You know, I love the cover Matt did for it because there's definitely a sexiness to it, but there's a grotesqueness to it. And I'm yeah. like, when you're, you know, you're at that bar and it's 3 a.m. and you're looking at a girl who's, you know, been drinking for hours, there's, there's definitely a sexuality mm. to her, but there's also a sweaty grotesqueness yeah. to her. And I'll I think tell you what it is. I'll both. tell you what it is. You guys, uh, you guys can smell it on her. You know that she's lost that one kid. And then she's ready to have another one. Oh, oh my God. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I do, she, I do not co sign. She's, she's got that look on her face like, I know you want in on the pumpkin. Mm. Come on. Come on. Yeah. And in the, uh, in the Tim and Erica world, by the way, that. Get her uh, bub bubs that, bounced. That, uh, yeah, bub bubs bounced. That end uh, bar time when you have that kind of encounter, I would refer to that as porking. I want to pork. <laughs> That's what that is. And it's, it's a grotesque term. <laughs> Good enough for yes. a poke. 
Oh man, Carol and Mr. Henderson, one of the best, uh, one of the best things they've done. I would love, I love that time when they brought uh, poor Carol into the video room because she did a, se a secret sexy videotape for her boss, Mr. Henderson, and Mr. Henderson showed off this sexy videotape to the entire office, like he ordered the entire office to watch it, and he was just insulting the hell out of her this whole time, saying things like, "Boy, I would have sex with a dog before that," you know. All kinds of horrible things to uh, poor oh. Carol. But in a way, because he was like this asshole type, she loved that about him. So afterwards, when they got married, and when he was like being all coochie-coo with her, she coochie started to resent him. She she started to resent him so much that she ended up almost chopping his head off because one of his favorite things was guillotines. He loved collecting guillotines, and he was cleaning uh, yeah. the guillotine like while he was inside of one, and she like tripped it. And uh, but anyway, watch it. It's called a Crimbus Carol. It's a, it's really Crimbus. Yeah, like, it's an like office Krampus? holiday. No, Crimbus is an office holiday. By the way, I, Billy Pratt, you got to go. I don't want to keep you with the uh, Crimbus nonsense. <laughs> so I just right, want to say. We have to have, have a pro wrestling stream. Adios. Yeah. Adios. Adios. All right, take care. you, my friend. Take care. And I love that card, by the way, with the little chihuahua where it says adios and it's like death of a loved one. Yeah. I'm going to post that again. Oh, that's so fun. That, that's one of the funniest ones. There was something about that little chihuahua's face. But Crimbus is an office holiday where I think it's celebrated on December 5th. I'm going to celebrate it. And instead of a Christmas tree, you have a Crimbus bush. Oh, God. you have to make sure... Here, this is a photo of the Crimbus bush. This is what the uh, Crimbus bush looks like. And you have to make sure that you keep the Crimbus bush trim and that you keep the Crimbus bush wet. You have to keep it trim and wet, or else Winter Man <laughs> won't come. Oh, and no. You got to make sure Winter Man comes. And also, you have to eat your fair share of hair during the year. So you basically have to eat like a pound of your own hair. And Steve Every Brule year. His, that's, that's yeah, the every year. And Steve Brule in his segment, who was Steve. played by the great John C. Riley, he ended up grabbing some of his pubic hair. He just like pulled out a bunch, and, his, uh, and he said, there's junk. And just started started munching on that because you got to eat your fair share of hair. And, you know, I was so obsessed with uh, Tim and Eric and Krimbus back in the day that what I did, there's this friend of mine who I recently reunited with. He's an architect named Sung, a uh, wonderful guy. And um, I bought him a Krimbus bush. I, like, went to a florist and I found, like, something that looks like the Krimbus bush, you know, like the same round shape. Oh. And I just had that be delivered to his apartment. It's great. Oh. <laughs> and I was supposed to come over and we were supposed to watch the Krimbus special together, but unfortunately I couldn't make it. So he was just stuck oh with this Krimbus bush. Anyway, that's the end of that. Krimbus. I think this is Krimbus. Krimbus. I think this is this is pretty much the end of the show. Thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, yes, Chick Zabob, that was the Tim and Eric special from way back in the day. So before we conclude, I want to say what we're going to have coming up this week. So not even next week, but this week, we are going to have a journalism stream. Oh boy, oh boy, this is going to be very exciting. We are going to have uh, several people on there. We are going to have... Uh, All right, people. The right order here. Yes, you better we are have some have based several. person to balance it out. Oh, no, you're, you're the based person. Don't you know journalists are all based? Oh, man. Based so, okay. on what? I don't know. Mm. <laughs> so we are going to have Arthur Bloom coming in. We are going to have... Hold on, let me make sure of the confirmations here. 
we are going to have Kathy Young coming in. We are also going to have Average Centrist, who is watching the show right now, coming in, newcomer to the BCR sphere. Uh, and we are going to have Slav coming in. So, talking about base. Hey, wait, wait, wait. Trustworthy, you're lumping in trustworthy Slav with those, like, excuses of yeah you're lumping in oh my god they're gonna get killed oh my god the guy who talks about redacting journalists on twitter wait i didn't know he talks about no No, but i i I guarantee he's gonna get into a kathy young always redact your journalists a lot so here's the here's the cover and you can see we got the uh, pokemon uh, camera uh journalist here and see she's got slav inside of her eyes excellent so there we go. That's this is coming up. One. Be right. sure, be sure to subscribe to that. It's uh, it's gonna be, it's gonna First be. First question: Are you a glow in the dark? Oh Lord, right Gio, show, show some respect. Anyway, That's then we are gonna have. Uh, he still has to confirm because he's in India and it's like all screwed up with time. But we should have Tuesday, September twenty-one. The Chad, Chad Haig coming in finally, and then. We should have Ariel Pink coming in Thursday, September 23. He put it in the calendar, but I just have to do like a final confirmation. Then we are going to have Tuesday, September 28th, a meeting of two Toms. So we are going to have Tom Sauer, who was a former Navy bomb squad, and Turkey Tom on the same stream. Oh, why Why that? What are they going to talk Because about? it's different generations, and I want to get... Uh, different generations to oh speak so, with each so, other. so do you want the get off my damn lawn and then the kid screams i'll never afford a lawn for the rest of my life stream is that what you want exactly that is exactly what i want i want uh, turkey tom to talk about the life of uh, zoomer and the culture that he is in right now and then uh, talk about uh, the other tom's life uh, being in the navy and uh, disposing bombs in the navy <laughs> where you could sail the seven seas and then we are not done yet we are we have, have to balance we have to have more based people on live that's my credibility is going, going down the toilet turkey right tom now. turkey tom is incredibly based tuesday no october... i know but it's oh man tuesday october 5 we are gonna have max durat and paul town talking about mental health oh my god oh that's gonna be <laughs> holy shit a certified schizophrenic and Jungian youtuber <laughs> holy shit that fucking smacked me up the head well, Max is autistic and uh, Paul is schizophrenic. Oh, what can go wrong? <laughs> yeah, what could go wrong? Oh my god. And then and then Thursday, October seven, we are gonna have Sticks versus yep. Joel Davis. Oh, oh no! You are asking for base? This is oh, your fucking base, Geo. That's I've got gonna your fucking be a base right slaughter. Here. That's gonna be like um. Ryuji Ito Junkasai, the uh, the razor board match from 2009. That's gonna be. Like... Oh. So there we go. As you can see, as you can see, we have a lot of good stuff coming up for you guys. So be sure to subscribe. Patreon. Only and break the rules. Will you have a <laughs> certified autistic person and a certified schizophrenic who spent time in a mental institution together on that's, the same stream uh, that's talking about? <laughs> Why go to therapists? They know, like, to quote Leahy, they cause more mental illness than they BTR is the ultimate therapy. 
So anyway, diesel therapy for the soul. If you get that reference, look, yeah. look at this. Look at this beautiful moth <laughs> magnet right here, guys. I'll tell you so, what I got going on. What do you got going on, brother? Oh, brother, I've been doing a podcast with my friend Jan and Tom called Real Weird Sickos. Ooh, comedy oh. podcast. We do. Uh, we, we talk about you know, kind of like break the rules. Where we talk about a little bit of everything. A lot of wrestling talk from me. Oh, I got to uh, come know, that's, on. Uh, that's what I do. The uh, we've had on Dick Masterson, we had on uh, our oh boy no, okay, then Donovan Young Crip, we had <laughs> oh, on, on uh, you know, we had Billy the Fridge on the other day, that is oh coming God. up. Uh, you know, we, we've had a lot of good episodes, got a lot of people coming on. Uh, you know, it's a lot of fun. We do that one, uh, we, we go for about an hour. We're not, we're not the uh, the marathon break the rules live stream. How did you get Diddler? D oh shit! I shouldn't say that. How did you get uh, Dax? Uh, sorry, Masterson. Damn. I'm sorry. I just. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I, I, Charles. I'm, I'm getting been... you into trouble. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're getting me in trouble now. Like I, I like Dick. I, I like Dick a lot. <laughs> I, I know. I'm gonna. I'm, 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 I'm gonna save that audio. Musical theater. I'm gonna save that audio that you I said. I like Dick. I like Dick yeah. a lot. Yeah. Oh, I think you're gonna save that. I you to say that. No, never mind. Nah, no, I, no, I mean, I, I, I like Dick. Stuff. I like I what Dick's criticism. up to with the Dick Show. Uh, yeah. See, I don't know now, what now I, I don't wish... know what him and Vito's up to with their biggest problem thing. I don't know. Vito, uh... the P oh, so I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna. Say it. Apparently, well, I... Vito went after Andy Worski. He saw he uh did a, something to Andy Worski mm. on air where they had some kind of. Uh, some mm. kind of cheek busting situation. I don't oh, know. Oh, by the way, the speaking is. of uh, Andy Seems like Worski, everybody always has beef. I don't know. It's well, no, now everybody with our, hates not, everybody else. No, but Gia, now with our economy, you know, the beef is hard to come by. Inflation, I heard and all that. that. Infla yeah. yeah, bussy inflation. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay, oh, uh, okay, okay. Hold on. I have a question for you, Gio. All right. What is the stream where Andy Worski does this balancing act on his chair? And I think I don't know. I just is in I, that one too. I don't oh, know. Like Vito and Andy did the stream. I, the no, balancing I'm not talking about Vito. Act, yeah. What oh, was that, that one. one. I, I don't remember? know. He got. He was all on coke one night, and he like everybody was yelling at everybody else. It was great. Yeah, they did. A, he did a handstand or something. Yeah, he did a handstand. Yeah. And I think Diogenes was. Yeah. There. Was, I don't know why I like Diogenes so Diogenes much. Diogenes actually like snaked on Worski. Like he tried to like claim that Worski like snitched him out of money or whatever but I don't, you can never believe it like the only trustworthy person in my book is ppp but that's like just because i enjoy can we, his can we get diogenes on btr because i want to talk to him about the uh, uh the philosopher diogenes oh my god that would never <laughs> we get andy worski on i guess that would be yeah that would be pretty interesting i don't know i wouldn't be opposed to, I, I don't know it's I, just I, like... I just hope i just hope he's not going to be coked up that's no, he thing. doesn't do that anymore. He's good now. He's, All right. Yeah. That's good. I just, what, I don't know. I have my, like the whole. What about his Indian friend know. in the wheelchair? Is he still around? Oh, um. Tonka. Tonka saw. Yeah. Is that Tonka? guy still, that guy's been gone for a while. Hadn't Apparently he? he's still, he does his show, but like five people. Mm. I don't know. So it's always like. There was something with a convention yeah. with that guy, right? Mm. Um, the, well, there was the Knoxville thing. That was a disaster. But... Was that then the there was ball also, pit uh, thing? Oh yeah, that was another. Mm. That was another incident. That was um the, during uh the Kilroy thing. I uh, wait wait wait. Is that a separate ball pit incident from TumblrCon? That's a separate that ball. Yeah. DashCon. DashCon. Yeah. There you go. TumblrCon. Whatever oh. the fuck it's called. It, it's a. There's a lot of bullshit going on, boys. 
Tumblr it's, con. It's, what do you mean? Twitter gonna, nowadays? Yeah, everyone's gonna be. <laughs> uh, Stain, what do you got going on? Uh, well, first off, you could find the best public access television in the 21st century over at youtube.com slash 718TV. Uh, I've got things coming down the pipeline shirt-wise. The site is almost up, and I'm just fortunate that people are DMing me going, shut up and take my money for uh, screen-printed shirts. Uh, I'm collaborating with Rift Shop on the Respect Troops shirt. Hell yeah. And that is going to... Um, I am... I, dude, I haven't been this happy in some time. You deserve it, man. Uh, go go to seven one eight TV. When you watch it, you could feel the the grime and the filth cover you, like you're bathing in the New York subway system, in in mm -hmm. the gutters. It's like you could just feel like this feeling crawling over you. It's amazing. You know, you, you know, you know what you can feel. You know what you could feel when you find me on Twitter at seven one eight TV, or you watch us on YouTube, or we we live stream. Every 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, my buddy Monoxus and I, who is fellow uh, mm. Queen's Trash in a Mask at twitch.tv slash Monoxus. Um, we, uh, when you watch us, you feel the gradual decline of how uh, New York went from cesspool to Singapore in about 25 years. And we're on the way back, baby. Hell so, yeah. Uh, so I've got a few flyer designs in the works. I have a few shirts that i'm hammering out before i commit to burning them on screen and um that's that's pretty much it charlie hell mm. have me have me on your gut dang podcast if and when you can i mean oh, you, yeah you, yeah you, you don't have a one mask per podcast rule do you mm. uh, jan handles all the booking mm. like I, I, uh, let her, I defer to her i go she's she's all booker. right by all the way right. this this does lead me to a final question uh for all of y'all here uh, I mean, Mass Bastard, you are uh, not in New York, but as far as 718 TV and uh, Grift Shop, do you think that because it's becoming edgy and dangerous again in New York, mm. it's going to have a certain effect on the art culture there? That there's going to be a resurgence. Like it was in the 70s? We've like kung stayed, fu movies and like porn and I theaters are coming this. back. <laughs> Um, at least in terms of you, you see it on the on on the streets. The the cops don't police low level crime anymore. You can just go around smoking weed, putting up flyers wherever. They're not going to hassle you. So hopefully that leads to a resurgence and a, and a move away from the Singapore model because that's that Bloomberg energy. That that's the death of art right there. And that was mm -hmm. like. And oh, yeah. so hopefully same, we're on same the way thing back. with like the uh, the Brooklyn uh, hipster transplants there. Like the energy still was not. I mean it's such a Bushwick. It, you know, yeah, I mean, it's such a dead horse beating to say, you know, like, oh, this is so fake and inauthentic. I mean, maybe they tried their best, but I still remember having a weird sense of almost like of an apocalyptic energy when I was walking around uh, this part of Brooklyn and I went to this restaurant and it was a really good restaurant. Like they had uh, this uh, Japanese caviar there in a bird's nest like thing and it was really delicious. But this place was like in the middle of nowhere. It didn't last for a long time and there was just like this feeling of impending doom. This was like before the whole uh, incident that we're in right now, like right the year I before. Forget I forget who said it. I think was it Tim Dillon. Um, people they want like the grittiness aesthetics of New York, but they don't want to actually deal with like the gang violence. They they just want like the detached like aesthetic of like what New York was in the eighties with like film. It might have been the Fed Post episode. It may have been Slab saying this that they want like the eighties like Joker like everything's collapsing, but they don't actually want the material reality of like 
crime and scum and oh yeah i mean if if i could just chime in listen i'm i'm queen's trash born and raised so i've had uh an excellent if not unique and sometimes surreal front row seat to watching my city get gentrified now i'd like to now i'd like to preface this by saying that i'm convinced what happened to brooklyn uh was by design And Mm. it was copied and pasted elsewhere in America and all throughout the West and hell, probably even in like, you know, I wouldn't be surprised in places like Southeast Asia, wherever there's money, this thing will jam its vampire squid beak into it and funnel whatever it can where like um, this, this model of uh, real estate development and uh, hyper gentrification is fine-tuned and calibrated to the idiosyncrasies of wherever, Canada, America, uh, Wellington, yeah. New Zealand, Santiago, Chile, Hong Kong. So Dubai. So, right. Uh, <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> so so um so what's what's strange about um like wanting to see the 80s Joker collapse but not deal with it is like take like a uh, Crown Heights. No one gave a shit about Crown Heights like, you know, eight years ago. And now there's like a weird Iraq war green zone where for six square blocks, it's like, you know, um, vegan dry cleaning and gender neutral dog walkers. And then and then and then you have the hood like it's so in fact, quick little story. All right. Um, Once upon a time, um, I went to I went to, to a friend's family function. And at the time, his, his he had grandparents living in Williamsburg, which is now synonymous with like, um, hot, right? But but here's the weird thing: like before before gentrification, Williamsburg was like a weird version of the Gaza Strip, where you saw like bloods, crypts, and Hasidic Jews, and like uh, like abandoned lots and like warehouses on the waterfront, and the cars on fire for some reason. Right, right. I mean, yeah. well, it's not, it's not quite eighty blocks from Tiffany's, but it was like it was the only time in my life I remember exiting a train station and going, "Oh, this is not good." Like and, and and like and I have and I have like family oh. and I have oh, family. This is not good. Like I, I was I have, like this one side of Hamilton I went to with my folks in this like dirty, fucking like dirt mall, and this like homeless woman without legs in a wheelchair said, "Oh yeah, I go down there." It's like, ugh, like yeah, a no, homeless guy no passed legs. down the street. And I mean this, and I mean this sincerely. Like I have. I have a few family members on my mom's side who live in the South Bronx, and like, listen for all the reputation it's ever. Like, I've never felt threatened at Brighton Beach at four in the morning. I've never. You got to use common sense. Did all the Russians never, go to Brighton Beach? I, I've never. That is that is their domain. Mm. All right. Uh, I've never felt threatened in like East Tremont, waiting for the fucking two or five train to get out and then transfer at Manhattan. Mm. I've never felt threatened in like, but but for whatever reason. Well, regarding, regarding Brighton Beach, though, what ended up happening was the Jewish mafia came in there and uh, yeah. uh, set order to chaos. Whoa, cool it with the anti-Semitic oh, remarks, Lev. Cool it with the... Uh, but, you mean but the William... Jewish mafia screwing over the... Re- no. <laughs> you know, a lot calls the Nostra. Do they have the get mobs, Lev? Mm. But, you well, like paid no, the no, guy well, for the well, get? Well, let's put it this way. Before, like in Coney Island, Brighton Beach, it would be very unsafe to mm. uh, walk around. Uh, but then uh, the Jewish mafia came in and peace was restored. It was and safe all the enforcers were Italians from the Gotti family. Oh, yeah. and, and, and reminder, and, and in true in true New York City fashion, reminder: Bugsy Siegel and Meyer Lansky were the first Jewish gangsters that rose yeah. to such prominence. 
through the uh, through working with uh, Lucky yeah. Luciano, and they first of all, fucking Bugsy Siegel invented the drive-by. All right, number two, yeah. Meyer Lansky got a, a seat at the board of directors of the National Crime Syndicate, which was only meant for Sicilians, but he got an honorary seat because he was their bean counter and made so much money yeah. for them over the years. Just like yeah. uh, Joseph and the Egyptians, right, Gio? Oh, God. Oh. But, uh, yeah, remember the one scene in The Sopranos? Um, as Hesh. the Talmud says, and he fucking puts his out, I don't give a fuck what he says. <laughs> I don't give a fuck but what he says. I grant my son was right. Y'all, y'all, <laughs> I created a golem. A go, a go what? A golem, yeah. A golem, <laughs> a clay monster. Yeah, they went and beat the hell out of that guy at the, uh, yeah. Oh God! What was it? It was some kind of like a, a hotel. motel, yeah. And, and then, then the Furio go, goes. He goes to the black, uh, the black sex worker. He's like, "Come over here. You uh, suck his dick." And and she's like, "I make that little cap spin on his head, baby." <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I think she said beanie. I think a little said... beanie, yeah, uh, spin on him, baby. Then then the best. The app. My my old man quotes this all the time, where it's like uh, the guys. What about Yeshuda Masada, you know? Where the they all the Jews killed themselves. Where are the Romans now? And then Tony goes, Hey fuckhead, you're looking at him. <laughs> like, and it's just pans <laughs> up to like Fury to like Tony and Syl mm. and, and Paul. Just one, but also one, Gio, one, keep um... in mind keep in mind that Tony's you know who one of Tony's best friends is? Hesh. Oh yeah, Hesh Rabkin. Yeah, yeah, that's how they got that guy. They called well, Hesh and he said, Well, why don't you threaten his manhood? Because Hesh is like, don't go with these extremists. He's like a secular. Once they threatened to cut that guy's bird off, suddenly he was ready to do whatever Tony wanted. The best moment was when Tony called out Hesh in the first season, where Hesh is like, I think I'm going to get out of this. You know, I got six golden records. I was in the music industry. And then Tony just looks at him. He goes, Hesh, who are you kidding? Some a couple of black kids wrote those six golden records. You just put your name on the credits. You just put your name on the songwriting credit as the producer. Woke Tony Soprano. Woke Tony Soprano. The Blue Meadow had her bike stolen. Griff, that is going right on the thread. I'm you know Chuckle Pusquet, a Moulinian. Feeling that. I'm already on it. HBO would never do that. Where like Tony was actually right. Cause like the like the the one kid act the Tannenbaum kid did fuck over Metal Meadow and like you know left her in the lurch. So like yeah, every yeah. single time Tony was racist, he was proven right. Like Hesh tried <laughs> to fuck him over. Wait, what does that what does that word mean, Mulanyan? Like where does okay, that come from? That's half is a, a slang. Uh, friendly adventure guy. It's basically the gamer word in like southern in either Sicily and Calabria. It comes from eggplant, which is melanzan. Moulignan is like the bastardized Sicilian oh. version of like basically in in real Italian they have other colorful words for uh, people like they call them the marachini, meaning like because most black people in in Italy either come mm. from Ethiopia or Libya or Tunisia, so they call them the marachini because they were mostly like northern mm. more. Um, Muslim. What um, about a Mamaluk? What about Mamaluk? Mamaluk is, is again consider... another. It doesn't necessarily mean like an ethnic slur, but it is like a mostly like American bastardization mm. from like Sicily, particularly. Oh, and he also I think called uh, his uh, doctor Tony Soprano called his doctor a slur for like Americanized Italians, or I think it was supposed to be Wonder Bread. 
No, no, something else. But uh, over here, by the way, speaking of gets, since in Canada we, were talking we call about them munja cakes. I I photographed this while I was walking around oh in a Jewish neighborhood. Oh my god! So, kept for you over four plus years. Yeah. So David Aaron Ohian, David oh, has is... refused to give his wife a get for over four plus oh, years. God. All Esther wants is her freedom. Unchain her from this dead marriage, so you can both be free. Free Esther. Oh, Hashtag free Esther. Hashtag free oh, Esther. Oh, thank God his Catholics don't have this. And that's, but that's not the only one. So over here, here oh, is God. one. Free Esther. <laughs> what does Esther look like? Uh, I don't know. They don't. They don't show her photo. But oh. this is this is the second one over here. There, there's a couple of them. So this is the second one. This guy over here. Oh, this is so, amazing. <laughs> yeah. So he has held the get from his wife for 17 plus years. I love the like triple explanation points. <laughs> yes. Well, no, because they're full of uh, passion about this stuff, you know. Because free Razi, you know, they don't like the stuff that's going on. I agree. Free Razi, these... donate to this man. One uh, real, real quickly, one last thing uh, before I forget in, in yes. regards to uh, gentrification. Um, th there's a weird cycle that uh, to have seen it here in Brooklyn and even in parts of Queens. Even all right, like okay. First, you have uh, starving artists move in. Or people who can't afford the city, but usually artistically inclined people. Yeah. Um, and uh, and and back in the day, at least, it not autistically. Right. I, and uh, and, and the tagging the day, goes up by explanation point. And back in the day, um, you'd sometimes also have like a, a populations of LGBT people because it was totally common to discriminate against them in terms of denying housing and employment. Mm. And back back, you know, when 9/11 was still. And, no, uh, I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. Steered, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. into the forefront of people's memories. So then you have um, trust fund kids and and the well off who look a, a lot like, if not exactly like, the broke, starving artists. Which like the, the whole hipster aesthetic was kind of silly and where like, ironically wearing garbage and looking like parodies of the working class. Elite. Those people, though, right? Elite, though, yeah. Those people were like replacing and pushing out the starving artists but happened to be like at least here on the east coast left on everything except israel so of course they're like uh open and uh, accepting of lgbt people without hesitation even though their skin crawls whenever they walk by a black person in the neighborhood they're gentrifying <laughs> um so uh then you start then the neighborhood becomes the it place all right then you start having like a double income no kids uh, couples, you have new money, uh, you have um, even like a, a good for nothing jerk offs who like every other jerk off who works in finance but can't afford to live in Manhattan. Of course, they want to live at a at, at the end place, you know. <laughs> oh, so so then um, so now you have this bad now at that stage stage three um, now the capital is in, impossible to ignore now. It's impossible to ignore that all these establishments and businesses have been made that do not cater to the natives, only the new locals. You see coffee houses that are like weird embassies. And, and here's the funny thing, all right? Like Brooklyn diversity is like five white people and a mixed race woman at a bakery. And Queens <laughs> diversity is like getting off at 74th Street 
and getting lost in little Bangladesh, mm. getting catcalled and cursed out in Spanish, and all the off-the-boat Asian people don't make eye contact with you. Like, so, so, I, so. I, I would say, though, Brooklyn, it depends where, because where I was taking the photos of these uh, posters, this was in, you know, very mixed area. Like, there was a Jewish area, then there was, like, the Italian area, then there was, like, uh, uh, Chinese area. Oh, yeah, right, right. But here, and, and so if anyone out there uh, listening or if you fellows are familiar with um, The Simpsons, there's an episode called Lemon of Troy where the kids oh, from yeah. Shelbyville steal the lemon tree from Springfield and bring it back. So, like, I'll be the first to admit, like, there are parts of Brooklyn that legit look like palette swaps of Queens, like down to the small row houses that are like mm -hmm. a 15 minute walk away from the train station, down to like pockets of, of ethnicities that like okay for these next five blocks nepali people for these next five blocks sri lankan people for these next two blocks there's like, oh, like cambodians and then for the next like 20 blocks are chinese then you're approaching chinatown aka sunset park like yes like there are versions like an our version of that is up along the seven line instead of ending up at sunset park you end up in flushing you know yeah. so yeah. so so there are there are but but it's like Brooklyn was at the mercy of gentrification in way that in ways that we never really saw here in Queens, except maybe right now in Queensboro Plaza uh, and and that end of Long Island City. But the point is now you reach stage four of gentrification, where it becomes a permanent staycation place for foreign nationals with money. Uh, if, if people who could retire early, like in their forties or fifties. They want to lounge around and pretend to be young again with kids whose parents are paying $3,500 for a one bedroom on Bedford Avenue or Metropolitan Avenue. Like, and, and more places like that are in Brooklyn than almost any other place I can think of, not just in New York City, but the Eastern Seaboard, um, yeah. America, I'd argue. So, so, Gio, the reason I bring all this up is because even up in the frozen barrens of Canada, when you say Bushwick, everyone is like immediately mental pictures are painted of like the worst of, you know, uh, that um, spoiled hands like soft, hard boiled egg, hardly a dent, probably the spawn of an absent father who was a uh, good provider and a, and a trophy <laughs> wife. And, and those are the people who end up like who slum it for six months in like, you know, shitty Bedford Avenue and then go back to like Prince Street in Manhattan um, Going, getting money from their parents to be poor again. Totally, daddy's money. That's and there you go. And Aaron, that, what's her name? Aaron, uh, the the Kamala Harris's daughter, stepdaughter. Oh, uh, uh, Ella Emhoff. Ella Emhoff. Yeah, I think the, so. the one who Little looks Bushwick. like a Katamari Damashi. Little Bushwick. I stole that like from my friend Tucker Marks. She's the oh, best. Her... We got to get Tucker Marks on the show, Lev. She's an absolute dame. She's an actual woman, apparently, so that's... Well, it almost sounds like uh, Tucker Carlson and Karl Marx did a it, fusion that's... dance and combined in two. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the dialectic. From... Sounds like Tucker Max. Yeah, it comes from Tucker Max instead of Tucker, Ma Tucker Marx. It's kind of... I, I thought I, th I, I thought it was a, a he was on the Fed Post recently. I, I, that was I, a good episode. I, I thought it was a play on words of like Tucker Carlson and Karl Marx. Like, like uh, I thought it was that, but well, yeah. um, or it's like a, or it's like a Karl Marx who just loves tucking people in at night, you know, reading them a <laughs> oh. bedtime story about uh, how well, one he day didn't tuck the, his uh, children the, in at night, Lev. So 
Yeah, based in cozy pills. Karl Marx. All right, one final, one final, one final get. This is the last. One final get. The last. Bring me one step closer to the get. I'm about to break. Okay, missing person. Okay, see this time. This time it's a missing person, which is interesting. So it says over here, Hidir Kabardi. Uh, refuses to give his wife a get for eight years. Six years ago, he disappeared from Brooklyn and has not been seen since. Oh his, my God! His enablers. He got murked for wanting the get. <laughs> his enablers, uh, mother oh. and Haran, siblings Jack Habardi, Sammy Habardi, Paula Hawlwani, Aaron Kabardi. Uh, how come that? Oh yeah, Habardi, Faraj Habardi. If anyone has any info, please email info at thelev.org. Did you know? Did you know there was on Oz there was a Russian Jew that um that that like uh, was friends with this guy that um he like the Aryan Brotherhood had to frame this guy, but then they like cleared him. He was on death row. Then so like he lied. This Russian Jew like lied about uh wanting to like he was an enemy but really it was his friend that he claimed the rap for so in the showers oh my god let me look this up but anyways yeah this guy totally got murked by whatever like ethnic gang that the uh, get people subletted to get rid of <laughs> is that why he's got the black eye this is a strange picture of him by the way because you can see like he's got a black eye yeah i've noticed that is... like i love i love how they post the legal notice too and all those as if like as if for like proof like someone's like oh is this legit i'm just gonna i'm gonna read the fine print here <laughs> gotta make sure it's yeah, like, here, yeah nicholas stanislavski this is uh let me let me see oh man he we looks like a... love a little bit interesting we should do a stream by the way oh kind of kind of he similar. got killed in a shower because um he ratted out um the main character kyle um ryan o'reilly to the italians to Pancamo, and so like he so o'reilly was basically in a sexual relationship with this guard claire howell but like it was not it was kind of non-consensual because she would like use her power obviously to like get off on prisoners so he like got Claire Howe to kill him because he always missed having Landing. a bath. So uh, she fucking put a toaster in the bath with him in the like the infirmary ward. It's like, how do you get away with that? <laughs> and by the way, I'm up to the uh, Sopranos season three now uh, with nice. uh, Jack, that was Jackie Jr. Oh, it's and all getting that. good. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, so you saw oh, what happened. God, to Big I hated Pussy. Jackie Jr. Holy fuck. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, Poor I saw that a long time love ago. Big but, uh, hey, hey, yeah. hey, love. Real quickly, uh, I know, I know, we're all just going. And you know who else would be a great fucking guest? You should get the Ghost Jail guys on Break the Rules. We had, we had, had Alberto. Yeah, we had Alberto. But oh, we could get the it, other ones. You, you I gotta get. It, listen, you have to, you have to get them as a package deal for maximum delight because yeah, i was uh, i was uh i was really i was really glad to be on the mk ultra money podcast with grift and i think everyone was there except Ilyich the dialectical p i could mm. be wrong mm. uh but no ladies and jerks listen to ghost jail um Absolutely. It, it, it's 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 it, it is called the podcast because no one else knows what to call it uh it's the best thing you haven't listened to go listen to ghost jail absolutely nice. oh up yours watch... landline hang on i'm sorry <laughs> and then the best uh, be part was um in oz um Vern schillinger tried to like organize all the latinos and white people because uh this guy kearns took over from mcmanus as the head 
the director of uh, Emerald City, mm. the, the block. And so he stands up and he's like, I am a Russian Jew. Do you count me as white? And, and Vern Schillinger is like, uh, yeah, I guess so. He's the fucking head of the year and brotherhood. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Here we go. Well, everybody's got to progress uh, sometime. But anyway, guys, this is a wonderful stream. Thank you so much for being here. Griff Chop at Griff, Griff Chop. Chop on Twitter. Thank yeah, you this so much awesome. for being here. Yeah, thank uh, you guys real for having weird me on sickos. so much. Real yes. Weird real Sickos, sickos. podcast. What's your upcoming episodes, Charles? Uh, I think Billy the Fridge is coming. The last one we did was uh, science. That was the topic. We did. Are you one, gonna have a uh, pro wrestling one again? I I, I don't know. We uh, usually everything turns pro wrestling with me. <laughs> just who I am. It's like us. <laughs> yeah, it's just like us. Hmm. And be sure to follow me on Twitter, twitter.com/lovepo. L-E-V-P-O. I am going to come out. Speaking of art, I'm going to come out with the uh, going to come out as gay artwork. Well, we've already been doing a lot. I'm of thinking that on of the getting stream. into NFTs. Lab I start with your help. Absolutely, I think NFTs Maybe are I'll definitely the way gay. the way to go. I think we all. By the way, shout out to Yoji Kimbo at once. Um, on Twitter, he came like one episode for like five minutes. Yoji Kimbo. Oh yeah, I did. I did the Yayo collab with him. Uh, go check out the yeah. Yayo merch on the Griff Shop. Um, I, I wanted, he wanted me to call him, but I think like, uh, I was watching these videos, how to like set up your crypto wallet, but I think like with his help, I, I think I might like get Lev. Mm. I have some NFT ideas, which is mostly consistent of me, uh, doing, where's my pencil doing like fraudage rubs of my, uh, woodcuts and then like burning it right after I can make gifts of those. Oh, nice. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to scam those art world people. And also go to superrare.com slash Lev Polyakov, where you can purchase my NFTs, invest in Lev. This is invest how you can in invest Lev. in Lev. This go one buy my guy NFTs. I saw this YouTube video on, he used this other like bigger site than Superrare. It's called something Ocean. Well, Wave. no, it's not the same thing because oh. OpenSea. OpenSea. Yeah, but OpenSea, it's kind of anybody could get an account on OpenSea. Super oh. Rare is very exclusive. I was one of the first people on there, so I got uh, I got first nice. dibs. But uh, also, superrare.com slash uh, Alex Polyakov, Alex uh, underscore Polyakov. That is my father. Please w uh, check out his beautiful, beautiful artwork. And Lev He's cur currently oh, working on a magnet right now, and uh, we are going to have magnets for all the patrons starting from 20 bucks so patreon.com slash break the rules you can and get Lev a beautiful animates. wooden mat i do animate uh you can get a beautiful oh. wood magnet from the 20 dollar tier from the five dollar tier you are going to get streams and we are working very soon i believe next week we are finally going to have the btr reunion stream on patreon we're going to get some of our old favorites uh. back in there and uh, i'm looking forward to that you are also going to get mp3s of the episodes after the they come out uh, first in your RSS feed before the uh, rest of the rabble. You are going to get for uh, $30 a beautiful print from Giovanni Penichetti. Uh Here it is. Here is the print. Uh, watch I was going to say Lev animates all of his uh, father's NFTs. Or do you work on it together? Uh, well, no. Uh, my dad's NFTs aren't animated. Only my uh, NFTs oh, are animated because he, yeah, okay. he works yeah, yeah. in a different style. But yeah, uh, yeah. Either, either way, my dad's great. And uh, for fifty dollars, you're gonna get all of that. Plus, you are going to get a custom magnet, uh, whichever design you want my father to do within reason. You got to be reasonable, people. Another so painting. That, yes, and if you, painting. And if you and if you invest in love, he too will personally answer your inquiry. Of 
fucking magnets? How do they work? <laughs> I definitely will. I'm going to follow the. We got to get Violent of... J on the podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we should also um, we should also get Alex Chiu on the podcast. Remember Alex Chiu? Remember that guy? He was Alex... the Chinese guy. Yeah, Alex Chiu. He was the guy who created the immortality rings and the immortality foot braces. You guys have oh, no idea what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. Is he this... the Time Cube guy? Am I no, 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 no. That was cube. an old white if guy. You guys, if you guys remember, like Grift Shop, this uh, this may be within your because I think we're from similar generations. Mm-hmm. You remember a uh, We Drink Ritalin? Uh no. It was I an old ass Flash animation. Came out in 2001. Oh and, shit! Uh, I think I saw this. You on, chase like, Solo. We Drink Ritalin. It was Adolf yeah. Hitler and Alex Chiu. And uh, it was uh, it was quite a work of art. I'll, I'll send it to you guys. Remember later. End of the World? Oh, yeah. End of the Oh yes, uh, Albino Black Sheep. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, but hey. I'm retired. I but saw it on Wim, but like that was yes. back in the day. This you, you girl think... I like showed me at her house once that animation. Yo, that that was that. Uh, yo, hey Geo, her, her showing you animutations was her way of going. Notice me, senpai. Ravage <laughs> me. Take me. Mm. Oh, man. Well, the OG animation guy, that was Neil Ciceria, who uh, I wonder if I could get him on the show. He's definitely somebody mm. I would be interested to talk with. But and I go wonder... to Giant Art Productions. Hell yeah. I have, I'm going to just do videos from my phone. I have to update my phone. I am almost close, I think, to getting my new computer to do like actual painting streams. But go to Giant Art Productions. I have a video on the... Uh... I'm thinking of taking down, though, the uh, the thinker of ironies person so uh, but take I'm it going... down. Uh, so, so uh make sure people watch it before you take yeah. it down so but i'm going to come out with a video i tried to censor it as much as i could where i just like viscerally react to that uh people tweeting about that george bush speech where he said that never mind it's like i'm trying not to fed post the one that's like there's a same spirit that people on that certain thing that happened in new year's and the 9-11 tourists. Uh, so mm. I'm going to come out with that video probably tomorrow. But yeah, uh, I have other things planned for the channel. Uh, I want to do interviews, uh, stuff like that. I don't know. I think like um, we're trying to work out like certain streams of BTR. Like I said, I do want to have my friend Josh Neal on to talk about his book. I want to see if we can get... Uh, is the Count Dankula thing still happening, Lever? Is oh, that... yeah. Yeah, it's still oh, happening. Fuck, yeah. I just got in touch with Count Dankula recently, so we're still setting... When are you having him pro- on? It's probably going to be in the in the later part of the fall. Mm. That's what I'm aiming for right now, but he's definitely uh, he, he's definitely going to be uh, coming cool. in, well, so I, I already like talked Dankula with him. I like Dankula a lot. He's he's awesome. Oh yeah. And so and by the way, watch my animation only love. I usually just plug my YouTube. You're gonna see my YouTube anyway. But w- check check this animation out. I made it in third year of SVA. Uh, this was when I was like 17 years old. So check out this animation. I directed it. I work with a big team of animators. Listen, right now BTR is what's happening. A movement is being built up from this. But once this starts going kind of like on autopilot in a way. I want to start directing more animations and bringing those out because the NFTs, it's great, but it's not enough. I have the will to fucking power to get the show on the road and make more animations, and I am thirsty for that. I am thirsty for that like a simp is thirsty for Belle Delphine to acknowledge him. So oh. that that's how thirsty I am. But anyway, oh, guys. Oh, we yes. can have the default friend stream, or is that Oh, what's yeah, yeah. That's yeah. default friend and Mary Harrington, yeah. 
that's uh yeah oh. mary's hair i'm i'm trying i'm i swear i promise i swear to god i'm not gonna do that joke mary's harrington no i just think of harry he's harrington. a cool gal though she'll understand yeah. well harry Merrington was a british world war ii veteran as i found yeah out. So that's yeah. that's pretty cool. All right, guys, this is it. This is the end of the stream. Griffshop.com. Griffshop. We're gonna oh, wait, wait, wait. Before here's how we're gonna end it. We are gonna end it by reciting the thing that the uh, Geo, you're familiar with this. The thing that the Canadian government did, where they oh were holding God. hands and they were uh, shouting. Uh, oh, I love how Mad together. Max fucking called them all out. Those motherfuckers final rant of the episode listen that fucking green party hack doesn't even have one percent of the vote okay even when elizabeth may was the head she didn't even have one percent mac mad maxim bernier is poised to get eight or nine percent of the vote and they didn't let him on the fucking debates even though he is a native french speaker this is what I say to all the haters. This is what I say to the Canadian political establishment. It's the Conicello. It's the evil. Uh, I can't believe it. Lev, what, what, what did they say exactly? I know Bernier called them out. So they're saying, they're just chanting, we're all in this together. Oh, yeah. that's And that's what we're going to do. That's how we're going to end Sexual offender the, shuffle. This is, how, <laughs> this is how we're going to end the stream. So everybody. We're all in this together. We're all in this together. We're all in this together. All in this together. Hold on. No, no, no. We got to sync it up. You guys are all over the place. One. Three. Two. Three. We're all in this together. We're all in this together. Griff, 